Hey y'all, I'm Moni and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Hello, 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 all you beautiful and wonderful mixologists out there. It is, of course, your host, Moni, and you are listening to Mixing with Moni. Okay. Oh, my word. Okay, so lots of fun things to talk about here. I did a wonderful episode that you are about to hear with uh, Sasha from the... Re- uh, the mm, the Bravo breakdown. Excuse me. It has been a long day, people. I have. I'm in the middle of moving. I got a hazmat suit because I'm dramatic, and I have to get on a plane. But I'm going to protect myself. And though they might not work, I do not care. It is simply a placebo, if you will. And I'm. I'm always fine with a placebo. I'm totally good with that. I am basically Shannon Bedore. Okay. Um. You could give me anything, and I'll believe it. You know. So. I am packing, I'm moving, I'm also still doing this in social media. It's been so much more scarce because I am doing so many things and there are a lot of fun things happening behind the scenes that I cannot talk about yet, but I'm so excited to share with you guys very, very soon. I started a Facebook group. I'm in school. I am watching hours and hours of classroom study and of teachers, you know, teaching kids so that I can, too, be the best teacher that I can be. It's a lot of work, but hey, someone has to do it, and I have time. I have you know, nothing but time. I'm in quarantine still. Um, and frankly, I'll sleep later, you know, when I'm retired, maybe next month, maybe in three years, if we're still in quarantine, I don't know the way y'all are, the way, the way everybody's playing is we could be in this on and off or like, I don't know when I'll sleep sometime, you know? And so, I am doing the best that I can to get you guys what you need. I see all of your comments. I really think I did a better job this week of not cutting anyone off. Let's hope so. I have tried to address the mic and volume issues. Some people, it's super loud. Some people, it's super soft. Frankly, there are way too many of you. Yay. But I cannot figure out how to change the device, you know, or change the volume for every single person's device. So to that, I say Thank you for bearing with me. Thank you for bearing through all of the one words. I have a keyword, I think, every week that I just get stuck on and I don't hear it until I hear myself back. I do not like the sound of my own voice, so I only listen for everyone else. This week, I'm telling you up front, the word is literally. Please do not come at me. I know I felt it. I could not go back and delete every single word or bleep them out. That would have just been annoying. But the keyword this week is literally and the phrase is oh god um the phrase is to be fair (laughs) i don't know who i am or what legal briefs i'm writing i guess or something but that is what has been happening so it's gonna come up a lot i apologize in advance i'm still extremely excited for you guys to hear this episode that i did with sasha from the bravo breakdown she is one of a kind It is amazing how talented, smart, funny, 
and it's so brilliant that she is it, it, it she really breaks it down if you have not seen her show on igtv please follow her at the bravo breakdown and she also has a patreon that she actually just launched when this uh when we recorded this episode so also do that it's five dollars a month you will not be disappointed because she'll be covering all of your favorite housewives on patreon and potomac on her instagram feed one at a time she's very talented the 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 graphics the optics everything she covers like a real news show for bravo which we love so check her out and you're about to get into that also because i had to do so much recording and so much this week this every recording that i did went longer than expected i will be also doing a shaza sunset reunion breakdown with stephanie from the mocha minutes podcast another amazing black podcaster and creative that i'm really excited about there are so few of us in this space the podcast space overall but especially who are interested in bravo and they're bravo content creators though stephanie's not a, a bravo content creator she's very deeply invested in the bravo and i did her bot her podcast a long time ago and so it's a long time coming and i'm glad that i did it with her i'll be releasing that as an episode as well um we gotta make sure that we're you know circulating voices talking more about the things that we are learning about that make us uncomfortable that help us grow that help us learn Speaking of race in America, a movement, not a moment, is a special that Bravo is doing. And I'm actually really excited for them. And I'm excited for that. I think it is a positive step in the right direction. That is what I will give it. Is it all that could have been done? (laughs) By no means. But I do think it is a positive step in the right direction. And I'm very pleased that they decided to make this step in the right direction. It is a 90 minute special that I believe will be on Bravo. Yes, it'll be airing Sunday, August the 9th at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the U.S. If that applies to you, it'll be hosted by E's Nina Parker. She is the uh, only black host on uh ease the daily the nightly pop i think it's called like nightly pop or nightly dish with morgan stewart from rich kids of beverly hills um and another co-host whose name does escape me at the moment and it will feature garcelle bouvet from house of beverly hills candy burris from atlanta todd tucker her husband okay giselle bryant from potomac Doc- dr Britton cole uh, from Mary to, Mal- Mary to Medicine, Los Angeles, Gregory Gordet. Um, I think, is that Toya's husband? I think that is Toya's. No, it's not. I will find out who that is. Um, Dr. Eugene Harris is Toya's husband. And Toya Bush is from Mary to Medicine, who is married to Dr. Eugene. They are both from Mary to Medicine, Atlanta. It'll also be featuring Leah McSweeney, Dr. Simone Whitmore from Mary to Medicine, Atlanta, Portia Williams from Married to Medicine, Atlanta, I mean, from Housewives of Atlanta, and Bronwyn Windenberg, personal friend to the pod and the show and the cause and the movement. She has been out there, y'all, doing her thing, really trying to raise voices and awareness. And so I'm really happy with the group that they have lined up. It does seem like they do have voices that are not Black um, and non-POC to kind of help 
people who identify in that space understand what they can do beyond the listening and learning stage because that is great and it is good but we have also got to put that into action just like our kids you know when they're in school they listen they learn then they have an assessment and they put it in practice and they do it with activities and they show us what they've learned and then they move on to the next stage of listening and learning and henceforth and forevermore they're always learning and trying to better themselves as people and we obviously are no exceptions they have a nice little group there i can't wait to see what they come up with it'll be an open dialogue it'll have a lot of different topics from race relations today how we can keep going how we can keep the conversation going how we don't take our foot off the gas personal stories a lot of anecdotes inequality in america the doctors do speak on you know racism and blackness in the medical field which is is still such a there's such a cry for help happening there and it really needs to be addressed and it's not even just it's beyond just one situation with cops it is so deeply embedded and we're trying to dismantle it and i think these are really great starts so i hope you will watch it and i hope you will tune in it is sunday august the 9th at 10 p.m me and sasha even get into a really good discussion about how it is most important to talk to different to hear different perspectives i am one perspective you know the people that you listen to your friends those are one or two perspectives a few perspectives it's important to talk to people that aren't your friends that you don't know that you don't hear from as well to also just surround yourself with black entertainment black art other minority groups just so that you can kind of understand multiple perspectives and be in multiple different spaces so you can know how to read the room how to judge we talk about a moment that happened this week on housewives that we both kind of saw differently and then after talking to each other we could understand how other people might see it differently and the important thing is to listen to each other and read the room know where things it is not about well what can i say or everyone's so sensitive and i don't know where i'm right or wrong it's about simply listening knowing your audience it's not nearly as hard as we think it can be know our audiences and understand that people's feelings they're entitled to them even if you intended well it's more important to say oh okay not my intention but i hear you and i'm my bad you know i'll yeah Absolutely. I understand what you're saying. I understand that's how you feel. I'm sorry I made you feel that way. Super simple. That's it. Done. Moving on. (laughs) We would have no reunions if that was the case. But we can at least do that to each other because we are not housewives, you know. And me and Sasha get into a great discussion about that towards the end of our episode. But I really want you guys to stay tuned. It It was a really great chat talking New York, Beverly Hills. It was a fun time. And that will be coming up next. And again, look out very soon, probably within the next couple of days, I'll be releasing the Shaz of Sunset reunion, part one and part two breakdown with Stephanie from the Mocha Minutes podcast, along with a couple of other insights and some hot topics and some news that I have that I could not share on this episode, but I will share on the Shaza Sunset episode that I do with Stephanie. So definitely stay tuned to both. You're getting a double dose this week because I have a lot of moving and stuff to do. So thought I'd keep you busy while I keep busy. And with that being said, up next, Sasha from the Bravo Breakdown. Enjoy. 
very quickly before I get into the recording with Sasha and my conversation with her, there's a portion of the conversation where I reference a um, a scenario in which I've had uh, friends who were not people of color ask me my opinion on their use or other people's use of the N-word. I give a very oversimplification of my answer for that. And I do it in mainly so that I can draw a comparison that people who don't typically have this kind of, of oppressive word hanging over their head um, can understand some kind of parallel, some kind of adjacent nature. By no means is the comparison that I make on any level the same thing. Um, there, You'll obviously hear it, but it is a an oversimplification for a reason of nothing other than lesson to show a uh, draw a parallel. Um, they are not the same thing, the example that I use, and I am grossly aware of that, obviously, but for people who are not aware, I wanted to provide an answer that I thought made sense, and it's purely my perspective, and I just want to make sure I give that as a disclosure for any of those, any of you all who feel that it was not serious, taken seriously enough. Of course, I'm very aware of how serious, you know, that conversation and that use of the word uh, is. And it is a brief moment in the conversation, but just wanted to make sure I let anyone know so that they don't feel like I did not do my due diligence as a person of color as a black woman to draw light on the seriousness of that kind of scenario should it arise in your life. I am very aware of that. I simply wanted to make a point for anyone who could maybe not imagine our my perspective without some kind of example, if that makes sense. Nice, but not really a trigger warning, but just a content warning so that we can proceed safely and with caution. All right. Thank you so much. And now, yes, let's dive into Sasha. So Mixologist, if you love this show and it's ever made you think, you know what? I should make my own podcast. I say go for it. Let me tell you about Anchor, okay? Honey, it's free pumpkin. Yes, free. There are creation tools. It allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer just like I do. You can literally even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for whatever you want and can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, something the world's never heard before, or join the rest of us and talk Bravo, Housewives, Bachelorette, all those fun things you love in the TV you're watching. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more all the girls will be able to hear you no matter what or wherever they like to listen. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership pumpkin. Literally, you put it out, you can get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It's super, super easy. I love it. I use it all the time. I make this show and y'all love it. And you know what? I couldn't do it without Anchor. They make it so easy. They have the best support staff. You literally can reach out to them anytime. It's truly a great way to start a podcast journey. Get yourself out there. Talk to the people. Connect with the people that love the same things you love. 
or people who maybe want to have a little discord with you. Either way, mix it up and let Anchor help you do that. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.f as in father, m as in mother, to get started. Download that free app, honey, and get you some podcasting. All right, guys, as promised, I am back with another incomparable host, one that I get so riveted in watching. I simply just like get really deep dive into it. And it feels like I am a viewer. I don't do this for a living. And I'm just literally watching her break it all down. None other than Miss Sasha from the Bravo Breakdown. Literally love everything about your show. Thank you so much for coming on here. How are you? I am good, girl. Thank you so much for having me. I literally have been so excited all day knowing that I was going to get to talk to you. Oh my God. No, seriously. I have been so excited to talk to you. I love your show. I love the, the, the theme song. I love the way you break it down. You have such a way of making this so newsworthy. It feels like watching E! News, but like for Bravo, because there is no Bravo news. Right, 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 right. I really enjoy that aspect. It feels like I'm talking to a, looking at a a newscaster and the, Uh the, the, oh, the diction. Oh, the, the tempo, the, oh, everything just, it's, it's really well done. Uh, thank you so much. Shout out to you. Well, guys, you, you need to watch it. A lot. Coming from you, I will tell you, because you are the one. Like, you're the one that has something to say. If I ever want to know what somebody has to say about something, you're the one that I want to hear their opinion. Oh, so, my God. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so grateful that you listen. I'm so happy that you uh, even started all of this and that it's gotten so much traction so fast. I am... I've always said I don't really like doing social media. Attention really stresses me out. So I've always let my podcast be a slow burn. Mm-hmm. I think when I finally reached like 5,000 followers, I was like, I had a panic attack and I thought oh I had God. COVID because my chest was hurting. Ah! I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. So like, I'll take breaks a lot. So that's why it kind of burns slow. And I'm happy with that. You know, people, they come, they get a taste, they see that, you know, it's not all Bravo over here all the time and then they leave. But what I love about, you know, your channel is that there are so few people of color doing this and there are even fewer black people doing bravo and now it feels like where i was searching and fishing for one and found like one when i first started there's at least like five now and i've only been doing this for a year so that really brings me joy so i'm so happy to see you know, the people are finding you, seeing you, watching you, and that you, because I mean, you put a lot of work into it. Like, you're yeah. truly creating great content. Thank it you. feels professional. Oh, thanks, girl. I appreciate that. Yeah, I just, I, I when I, I couldn't believe that there were five, there, that there were only five. And then I was like, oh my gosh, there's only five of us. There's no reason why we shouldn't all be thriving. You it's know what I mean? so like, small. And even in the grand scheme of, like, um, TV and film podcast coverage period or like content creators period there's even fewer of those I'm realizing that even of shows that I've gone on that have nothing to do with Bravo or only limitedly Bravo and it's about other shows there's only two or three more so all in all you know it's actually the reason I I've said this story before I changed my picture on my podcast from a logo to my picture because the first time I charted I was so excited and I was scrolling through and I was like where are the black people? Where is anybody else? Mm-hmm. Like, I could not see the others. So mm-hmm. I was like, the next time this happens, you will see my black face. 
Absolutely. on the charts going up and I, yeah. it's a decision I've never regretted and I love that you do yours on IGTV because you are visible you are letting people know exactly who you are and that hey hello other people watch Bravo other than the women we see on TV just thank that you. thank you and other than gay white men that's hello that they think watch that show is white There's women lots of people yeah it's like hello you don't everything want my money? Look, you don't want you don't want my coin? Everything doesn't look like Ramona's party, you know? Right. I'm like, you better no, you better just, recognize because uh Atlanta Housewives, that's the I mean, that's the holy grail of housewives. Anybody yeah. can do that. Yeah, know? biggest budget, highest rated pays, mm -hmm. highest ratings for years. I mean, they've been doing oh, yeah. numbers and circles around these girls since practically like season two and three. So it and really makes sense. I, I, I love Atlanta because you know. Roni is really great too, but Atlanta, they don't need the booze in the way that Roni does to deliver. Like that's they a might very good point. Buzz, they might get be a little tipsy if they go on a trip, but you will never, ever see them acting the way they act on Roni. And that's why I love those girls because they you, bring Yeah, you're really you're really right because they are able to perform at base. Like mm -hmm. people I've always said, whether you like or agree with Nini, she has given TV something that honestly no one else really Absolutely. has in a long time. Probably since we've seen New York. She doesn't she's on as soon as Absolutely. she comes on. She knows what she's there to do and she does it. She does not hold back. She's up until recently, even in reunion, she stays on. She holds herself, you know, and other people accountable. Yeah. She really gives the performance and yes. she does it and those women they all play off each other really well in Atlanta mm -hmm. I think that's what made them have they've worked so well they don't shift alliances as quickly mm -hmm. so everything feels like there it's a progression and an evolution without them consistently dragging it out like Beverly Hills will like it doesn't have Absolutely. to be a long drag out but it feels like a story right it's like a perfect balance between Beverly Hills and Roni because Roni moves so fast and then Beverly mm -hmm. Hills drags and Atlanta has a good pace. Like they'll let something, you know, have a small arc and then they'll finish it out. Then they'll start another arc. Like you'll probably get like four or five arcs in a season and they're yes. all like fully fleshed storylines. And then they tie yes. back in at the end. Like that story, that, that, that uh, franchise is so well crafted in my opinion. And you were saying that Nene is someone that we haven't seen, you know, in the reality realm. Like I would, go as far as to say on tv period scripted and not scripted her as a character i've never even seen her written down anywhere you don't you can't write somebody like nini and i think that's why she yeah. didn't translate when she tried to do the scripted world because nini you can't put her you can't put words in nini's mouth she has right. to say what nini wants to say and that's yes. why she shines in this arena and i think it's a very special skill set that people really underestimate she's a powerful woman Yes, absolutely. I think that's why people have always been like, well, are, are you team Nene or Kenya? I'm like, I have always looked at all housewives objectively. I try mm -hmm. to watch all of them objectively and see what they're bringing to the table. I think it's afforded me a great realm of understanding and being able to cover them yeah. in that same way. Because I focus on the plot, I focus on the characters. And I yeah. think that Nene absolutely gives something to that franchise that they really really need and though they can carry without her and they've done it before oh, it's yeah. just that those women the way nini kind of just operates and moves through a circle and moves through life you can't really write that and that's something that they've 
Bravo has always hit the nail on the head with casting on Atlanta. Even those women who didn't pan out with the cast, it's because they probably in, in a lot of ways were intimidated by being on that cast. Absolutely. But the way they have found those women, even as far as like early days, Kim Zolciak, like where did you find these people? Yes. Like to be no. on Phaedra Iconic. is, uh, Iconic. is, is a shark. Like you found her in waters that no one else existed. But like Phaedra was a, a powerhouse when she first came out of the gate with the rhinestones and the pickle and the fuzzy like lingerie like she was next level and that's something that i've always just wanted them to translate on other shows on other yeah. franchises but that's also why atlanta still reigns supreme and i you think you know why because it's black girl magic absolutely. you can't duplicate it you can't and i think that a really close second that's really almost surpassing is they really have hit the jackpot with Potomac. It's oh, yes. something that I've never really seen before that it they got it right the first season to me with casting. They got it right every season after. And mm -hmm. I am excited for season four, which is coming very soon, only a few days after, depending on when you um when people listen to this. And Dr. Wendy, who I still think, though she is the new housewife, I think she's overqualified to be on this show. But that doesn't she, say that the other women are also smart and accomplished, but Dr. Wendy is a PhD. She's a professor. Right. She's a political well, let me tell you like this. Right, but let me tell you this. The thing that will set her apart, if she lacks the ability to be vulnerable, it doesn't matter how intelligent she is. She has to bring the vulnerability. So if she comes on the show and she's quick-witted, she's got a sharp tongue and she's smart, but she's not willing to open herself up, then it's basically pointless. Yeah, and I think you're, you're right, especially with Potomac, because each of those women have really bared it all in only Absolutely. four short seasons. We have literally watched Robin grieve a marriage that was already over, you know, and, and her husband, you know, kind of toying her around a little bit. We've watched, yes. you know, Giselle have to, like, kind of claw herself back up to a place of yes. being, you know, independent and literally get, like, dumped and stuff on yes. television. Karen had a press conference with no no press and yep. was making millions but owing millions and yep. uh, Ashley Darby bless her heart um bless and her. everything that's gone over there we uh, watched Candace's mother hijack her wedding Lord and make it all her. about herself like dabbing tears for the rest of our days we will be with this one okay Lord. they really I mean Katie had a full-on yeah. breakdown I mean they really have given yeah. us everything, everything about their world and that's why it works yeah I, I think Wendy will bring it, though. I, from what I can tell, I think she's going to bring it. You know, Candace did say she can read a book and she can read you down. And I'm excited okay. for that. Read me down, honey. Read me. I love, a, I love, I love, and the, the Potomac women can read. Oh, I love a reading. White. Well. Karen's reads always surprise me because Karen isn't super, like, her, kind of like her vocal cadence, like, you know, the way she speaks, it's, it's, it's kind of like soft and feminine. Like she doesn't get like super aggressive, but when she does lay it out, she lays it out very clearly and she says exactly what she wants to say. But you are nonverbal read at all. And she says Giselle at the front yes. door. And I was like, wow. Oh my God. Okay. She's amazing. And it's so rude. It's so great. I just, I don't know what to think about someone saging me at the front door like your energy yes. just can't be in my house. I need to You're make sure right. I just cast so it out. Right. You're so right. <laughs> oh, God. It's been so fun talking about this already, and it hasn't even come out yet. But 
can't wait. We have to talk about the girls that are on TV right now, okay. which means this Fine. is... <laughs> okay, so this just means that we have to do this again so we can talk Potomac once it airs. Yes, okay, exactly. So that's what we'll do. We'll just do the necessary evil. This is like taking like that green shot, like the shot of like green yeah, you and then eating the lemon after, like exactly. the, orange, the orange slice after. That's what we'll do. Exactly, exactly. I am tempted to... Start with Roni simply because I've always started with Beverly Hills because I like to get the bad out the way first. <laughs> but I feel like if I don't, if I if I start with Roni, it'll force me to talk about Beverly Hills. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> all right. If you start with Beverly Hills, we may not get to Roni. <laughs> exactly, because God bless him. So Roni was interesting. It just like in true Roni fashion, it was jam-packed with way too much stuff in such a short amount of time. I mean, it's so crazy to me that they really do put Roni and Beverly Hills on during the same time frame because Beverly Hills, we are dealing with the same shit since the very first episode. And Roni, even in this episode, we have solved criminal justice with uh, and reform with spas. We've had townhouse problems and we've gone poor. We've gone rich. Our parents don't love us. We're co-parenting uh, for a 20-something-year-old child. We're yeah. having parties with many, many friends. We're quitting the show. We're dancing like strippers. We're wearing the revealing clothes. It's been a lot. This yeah. was like the most jam-packed 43 minutes of my entire life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's start with Luann, who is giving us, you know, some criminal justice reform realness. She's yeah. coming in. She's being changed. She's trying yeah. to work on this change as well. She's like, listen, yeah. that one night it changed me. Um, it really did. It, it affected me in so many ways. I was very concerned someone was going to burst out laughing at Luann, not saying that I was going to be me. I'm just saying I was concerned someone in that room was going to because they're talking oh. about being like sentenced to way too many years for either the crime right. they committed or something they didn't do. And right. Luann's like that one day, let me tell you, oh my God, it hurt. The self-indulgence. Really I was just like, this woman is doing an acting experiment. She done, she probably done prep this in the mirror. She done got her beats lined up. I'm gonna drop a tear because Luann is not a crier. You saw her uh, when they were in Berkshire's, all that fake ass tears. <laughs> That's she, the best uh, thing I've ever that, seen in my she life. Knew exactly what she is, was doing. That was all about Luann. Had nothing to do with those people. Had nothing to do with her being of service. She lent her name to them because it's a good look. And yeah, I'm sure she does stand behind what they offer. Obviously, they're advantageous to that community. But she was on some bullshit. Yeah, I, I mean, to be fair, I appreciated her going and shedding a light on this. I would right. have preferred they give more mic to the other people and she right. just talked in a confessional. I think right. that would have said a lot more if she was just in the confessional and it has said, like, I realized that, you know, while this experience that I had really changed me, it really impacts a lot of people in so many ways. And I'm glad I was able to sit there right. and, you know, what, you know, white women's favorite phrase, listen and learn. I yep, was happy I was able mic. to listen and learn. Exactly. Like, the fact that we got equal time, this one man who legitimately was in the system for far longer than normal for something that... I would really like to evaluate that was even appropriate, but even if it was, God, he's talking about being in solitary confinement, which is a punishment within a punishment. Mm -hmm. And then we get Luann. I'm like, they're really going to let her speak to a room full of people yeah. who have literally been through the system. And yeah. she has been, did, did she, did she go to jail? Well, I'm pretty sure she was just arrested. 
one day she said she was in there for one day okay i know okay she could have like okay if, if she could have handled this in a, such a way that would have been so powerful like just to shine a light on the fact of like why she is where she is and, and i thought we were going there right i thought she was coming there because move. i would have loved the narrative to be like i know how lucky i am even that's if she didn't use the word privilege because that's what it was absolutely she's like the fact that i'm even standing in front of you the fact that i'm employed that's my privilege that's what she should have been talking about to bring awareness to that and to bring awareness to like the fact that the disproportionate amount of black people that are in prison and i really thought she was going to get there because she said you know it's naivety but she started with you know people get out of jail and they don't have jobs they don't have homes they don't have any income so how are they supposed to make it i'm like yes exactly that's the point that's exactly what we're talking about uh-huh yes right more and Keep then going. It, it was like slowly progressing into a we need to shed a light on this but also woe is me and i was like never ever has it been woe is you ever oh no you are lucky is an understatement and i think that the most privileged of white people and people in general who have experienced any kind of privilege could attest that in the grand scheme of things at least in that room luann did not really have a lot of stage to speak on that was not her time to talk about what she learned because she legitimately only learned it because she was on probation right right there was no other reason for her to stop drinking for that period of time no other reason for her to learn other than the fact that she looked i just never want to do it again never want to go through that again but your lawsuit with your kids lasted longer than your sentence right and that's why she kept putting so much attention on the shame because it's all about her feelings and how people perceived her not Ooh, about the good point experience the shame it's, it's, it's not shameful to a lot of people who would have if they were in your position a lot of them would not feel shame because a lot of them would not have made it that far to the point where they could talk about it at a tv show exactly. off a tv show in a group room thank you and I, thank I you i talked to um courtney from two judgy girls about the same thing it was like what it meant to be a black person before i even had this podcast what it meant to be a black person watching luann's arrest and watching everything that went down it made me so sick and nauseous and i remember i still have those tweets that i literally looked them up to see uh if i remembered correctly i was nauseous then because i was really really grossed out by how the whole thing was handled by yeah. this mere fact that she was able to slip cuffs because she was only in cuffs like she right. talked about assaulting a police officer and i know that if it wasn't for the humility that a lot of those people have because they have been uh dehumanized by a system and cast it aside in a marginalization of ex-convicts they would have probably been like rolling their eyes like oh girl if i had right. done that i would have been <laughs> still right. in jail at the very least if not more because right. when she admitted it all i'm like I get it. It's a 43 minute show. We're not going to be able to break down all of, you know, po poverty and marginalization of right, people right. of color and minority communities in one hour and definitely not on Bravo and House Other New York. I would never expect them to. But right. it was just like, girl, everybody there is not feeling shame. Some people did what they did Thank for you. lots of reasons. I Thank mean, you. there's uh, where do we start? mental health not being available Thank to you. minority communities so there's anger there's rage there's oppression there's feelings that have to be 
expelled out of their body some way, somehow. We all have a switch and we blow sometimes. And unfortunately, it can result in some people doing, making decisions and choices that they did not want to make or that they, you know, regret making. Or there's poverty. There is literally being impoverished in America because of that oppression. So there's needs for finding other means to satisfy yourselves or the needs that you have financially and otherwise. There's, there's so many things. There's wrong place, wrong time. There's yep. not benefit of the doubt because you are a person of color. You come from a different side of tracks or you're poor. Like, girl, the shame is not the first thing that's coming to most oh, people's no. mind. That, it's regret, exactly, but it's not That's shame. a privilege. You have the privilege of having shame. Yeah, this I just... It just felt like, and but you want to know something? Even though we started with that, Luann was still the least annoying person to me on this show, this episode. And I was shocked at how we evolved from me going, oh, Luann. Um, I love that she offered everyone a spa day. That's cute. That's not going to do nothing for criminal like, justice or like, for their uh, resumes. But I would you. love to go to a spa. I'm like, I'd rather you take me shopping for a new outfit for my interview that I right. got next for my job. Let's pull some strings. Maybe we can like help Thank mentor. You. Maybe we can ask our fancy friends if they right. could help mentor people. And, you. you know, let's do some internships, some job expos, like some a anything else. That, that is nothing for these women. Nothing at all. Yeah, that's cute. Um, what, what was it? I think it was a housewife show that I want to say it was New York. I just can't figure out what housewife it was. That was like donating clothes or something and bringing clothes to an organization that was for women who were trying to get back on their feet and go and get jobs. I want to say it was New York and I can't wait yeah. for one of y'all to DM yeah. me about this. But I, I want to say it was New York. I think it was. That's what we need to see more of. Yeah. You know, I really wanted to see Luann rectify years ago when she told that young black girl that she could get the weight off and oh be God. a model. Oh and God. she's like, well, weight's easy to get rid of. And I was like, what? I talked no. about that breakdown. I literally put a clip of that in my breakdown. I oh, was my like, God. Oh, let's not forget where this woman came from now. We, the we teacher in me of young children was like, oh, no. I know. That poor girl. far away. I know. <laughs> broke my heart oh it's horrible horrible i mean it's it's not even people that will you know wanted to lie to the kids it's not a lie they have their entire lives to literally shape whatever they want it to be like so if they would say they want to be a model you best believe if they wanted they can make it happen so she, the girl was like 12 she got time <laughs> like, it's not a lie there's time to develop it the children that's the point you can be whatever you want you're a child okay Oh, man. Okay. And then Bless her. we move on over to there are a few things. These are like bullet points, right? There are a lot of things happening with family dynamics. Avery and Ramona and Mario come and have a family dinner. We've all seen the memes and the clips of Ramona having her ages by Ramona on the table while she was having dinner with her family. Yes. I, as, a, as a child of a divorced couple, um, from my older years, it always feels weird to me when, you know, parents of adult children talk about like co-parenting and like staying a family. Mm -hmm. I'm always just like, yeah, that's great that she, you know, Avery has that, but also there's literally no problem with her if she didn't have that. She's 20 something years old. She can easily go back and forth from parent to parent. This is not a big deal. Totally. Totally. No pressure on yourself. If you want to just bang your ex-husband, just do it. Like, that's fine. That's Don't use your daughter as an excuse to see him. 
Ramona loves attention. Like you get this little look on her face whenever she's around him. She just looks like she's just uh, like so smitten with him. Like and she's like, we do it for our daughter. And I'm like, you know, right, this is okay, why Avery's a spoiled brat. Everyone this week has been talking about um, Rena's daughter uh, Amelia being spoiled. And though we'll get to that later, let me tell you something. Avery is probably my least favorite child of a housewife on television. And that's saying something, because I just went off on Dorinda's daughter, like, uh, two weeks ago, because that whole scene of them getting hamburgers and stuff was so annoying. Oh, I was like, we could have we could have got this whole thing. The whole yeah. condiments con- uh, conversation was stupid. And uh, they, Dorinda's daughter has that fake accent. It's very Dorit-esque to me. And mm-hmm. I was annoyed by that with Hannah. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, Avery is a polarizing figure for me. And it's not even just because of what we know is going on in real time between yeah. her and Leah. And she apparently allegedly stopped all of like traffic to find her AirPod that like fell into a manhole. And I'm like, God. what girl, just something about her feels like the epitome mm-hmm. of spoiled and privileged. And I think it does come from the fact that Ramona's like, we must be great friends for the sake of my daughter. We must quarantine together for the sake of my daughter. And filling this girl's head up with the fact that you hang out with her father for her, A, it's a lie. You want to see that man, and that's fine. B, of course she's going to believe it because she is also a spoiled brat. Yep, yep. Yes to everything. All of that. Mm. That's an interesting point that you make. It's like, yeah, it's like her parents are like blowing the smoke up her ass. Like, oh yeah, we're doing this for Avery. Even more so making her feel like she's the queen of the world. Yes, exactly. It's like, this is not doing this girl any good. How is she supposed to be a productive member of society? Oh, and I've heard allegedly she's really not. There's a lot of blind items going around that seem to be about her. There's a lot of alleged rumors that are not blind items that seem to be about her and how she's basically Ramona reincarnate. And is running around being rude to service people. And, you know, the way they were like, we, Ramona's obsession with status is is kind of unnerving because right, of where right? she oh, is in yeah. her life. She's 63 years old, apparently. She's on a hit show. She's already been so established. Why are you so trying to, it felt very Alex McCord. Like, yeah. he keeps trying to tell us that yeah. she's this major woman in the Upper East Side. Oh, we follow this GM everywhere he goes because we know him so well. Avery, you were practically born here. We were regulars. We were regulars. You know, you remember us, server number three? You remember right. us? We came in here. We ordered that one bottle that one time and my water broke. Yes, mm-hmm. that's me. That was us. We're here all the time. What are these girlfriends? They're all coming to my living room. And see, it says, in my <laughs> living room. And we've been friends, what, 25 years, 30 years, 20 years? Right, right her best friends right and I'm like Ramona they all showed up you don't have to put on for us that they you have all these friends you. you told us all season you have 50 friends and they all came we believe you right job what else is new it felt very Alex McCord no you're absolutely right that's such a good comparison Ramona is like she, she's got some deep-rooted issues from her childhood <laughs> yes it's fucking yes. Because this need for validation and uh, to feel, you know, I guess, like she has arrived or that she's seen must come from some sort of neglect. Because obviously, you know, she said her dad was abusive. So that God knows how that has affected her. But she needs some therapy, like, <clears throat> majorly. Because the narcissism, 
like it's to another level like she is completely delusional like she lives in a deluded state absolutely it's probably one of the most dangerous things i've ever seen it's is the scary. new cast it's really living is. in such a box and that's why i had such you know i usually give all of them equal you know criticism but even on my social media this week i've been really critical of ramona who next week we see crosses a line and um kind of both outs Leah's mental health without her permission and consent, but also criticizes it and makes a lot of judgments about it. And that set me off in another way because what we're not going to do is act like all of you bitches ain't hiding some kind of diagnosis. You're all dealing with something. I mean, legitimately the alcoholism on this show has lasted far before Leah got there and will be there long after she leaves. And at least she was brave enough to find out what she was going through and the challenges that she faced and to continue to live through those challenges every day and work through them to be a a better person for herself and her daughter what are all of y'all's excuse nothing not a damn thing drinking it away bottling it up and saying pour me pour me pour me another motherfucking drink exactly i just the the and the the nerve of ramona i was like (laughs) Uh-oh. You of all people. Girl, let me get you off your high horse right now. You need to be slingshotted off of it. Because no. Ramona thinks that she is above this entire cast. And when no. she, she really thinks she assumed the Bethany role. And I think that's because she thought that it was hers for the taking mm-hmm. and that it was anyone's for the taking. But the only reason that Bethany had a superiority complex on Bravo was because they kind of gave it to her. And like okay. it or not, she earned it. She really gave them a rags to riches story that people wanted to tune in and watch. We watched this girl hawk vegan cupcakes before vegan was even like a big a fanatical thing and then became the skinny girl leader of America. Fucking mogul. So of course people wanted to see it because we've seen her outside of the show do so much and we wanted to watch that story and watch that happen and people get sucked in because she was like a Nini. She's polarizing in either a great way or a not great way, but she's she's on that show and she causes you to feel something. Awesome. Ramona thought she was going to assume that role, but has done none of that work. And that makes sense, doesn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. None of the work, but wants all of the accolades. Absolutely. No, that is that is exactly right. And it's like the and the work is not even the, the type of work that she she doesn't even realize the type of work that she needs to do. The work is within. Like I feel like Bethany is the type of person that like she looks at herself. She seems like she has gone to therapy. I know she's had struggles with her childhood. Like I think her mom had an eating disorder and like she's had a lot of trauma in her childhood. Mm-hmm. But you don't see her out here acting out in the way that people like Ramona and Dorinda do. And I, I think that's, that's what sets her apart is that she's done some self-work and they have not done anything. And then they cast it to the other person. Right. Dorinda and, and Ramona are very good at being bo- both belligerent in one way or another, be it drunk yes. or just drunk on their own, you know, a narcissism. Thank you. Thank you. And then they like to throw it in people's faces that they're better than them or higher yeah. than them or above them. Dorinda with this whole, I don't have a mugshot, but I, you know, it's like, oh but you're still a drunk. You understand? You just haven't gotten caught. So ridiculous. Like you and Luann are not different at all by any means. She just got unlucky one day and you have not had that yet. 
And she's worse than Luann because Luann doesn't get nasty like Dorinda does. You know what I'm saying? Like Luann doesn't really have an enter to go low and tell somebody, oh, why don't you get a turkey baster? Luann would never say something Ooh, like that. Oh, Jesus. Dorinda is on another level this Ugh. year. Um, you no, know, it's, and let me say something. So, you know, a lot of my followers, I'll say like, I, that I think Dorinda is the devil of Roni. And they're like, what? Ramona's worse than her. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like, I am aware of Ramona and on all levels, like how she is on the show and how she is in real life. Like, I know who she is. But if I'm talking about just what I'm seeing as a character, Dorinda infuriates me to a level of like, I actually- Dorinda doesn't need to be on the show. Right. She's like, dangerous to the not, show. Not funny to, it's not fun to watch her. Like, I, I feel like the level of bullying that she does, like, I'd be afraid for the person on the other end that I don't know what they're going to do after coming to going into something with Dorinda because she is lethal. I think it is by none other than God's design that Tinsley did not snap. Thank you. And I think that it is none other than Bravo's design and Dorinda's somewhat of common sense that she did not make Leah an enemy because that oh no oh no 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 she knows exactly what she's doing by pulling better oh let me Leah let me do a toast I'm so grateful for Leah I'm so oh I'm so impressed by you you're trying to keep Leah right there on your hill because she's the only one that you don't want because Leah if Leah gets wasted and you come for her oh now that that I would love to see I would love to see that because Leah yeah. Winston coming in Dorinda, oh my God, that I, I mean, that they might have to call the cops for something like that. I mean, they would because <laughs> Leah has shown us. I mean, how met her. <laughs> she's, she's capable. She's <laughs> definitely in there. In my, I mean, Martin would attest. You know, Martin, the boxing coach, he would attest that Leah is very capable. You know, of defending yeah. herself. Um, who is not necessarily capable of defending herself and or moving on and god bless her sonia is such a character in that she's still calling herself divorced oh and what what year sasha can we stop saying that we are divorced after it's after, been a while i would say three you get three okay you get three years to consider yourself you know a divorce say otherwise i think yeah. after that you should just say you were married once. That's like, if, and that's only if it comes up. Thank you. Thank you. She's but just, she, I feel so sad. She told the contract, like the car people, I'm divorced. My daughter's in college. And I'm like, they don't need to know 90% of these things. But I also <laughs> am like, Sonia, we that's get right. it, honey. You are very much so mourning the loss I of know. the life you Still. lived. Still. It's not your husband that you're mourning the, the divorce. You're mourning the loss of being that woman, of being a Morgan. And I get it. Let me tell you something. I right? would too. I would too. Thank you. That's why I, I, I. That's why I have so much empathy for her. It's like, honey, I get it. Why would you want to that lifestyle? Why would you want? I mean, you know, I owe all like that. Currently, that's my creditor. So <laughs> I know what jp chase morgan is bringing in because he's getting a portion of it from me exactly. every month exactly. so i would also love to be a morgan Thank so you. i get it and i think she's realizing every day that quincy her daughter is getting closer and closer to no longer needing sonia to inherit her name's fortune mm -hmm. because she's getting up in age where 
her dad Woo. can give her her apartment. Uh, it's been like I've alleged that I or my theory, along with some other, you know, Bravo content creators. It's a theory is that apartment we saw last season was actually Sonia's daughter's that her dad gave her. And then that's why it also looked like it was way below Sonia's car, but it made sense for a college student who's hardly ever there. And then that's probably the girl kicked Sonia out. And that's why Sonia's been holed up with Dorinda in the the Berkshires this entire time. Oh my God. Wow. Because Sonia doesn't have any money. She doesn't need to be getting, I don't believe she's getting like that kind of level of alimony, if any at all, at this point. It's not enough for her to maintain that entire townhouse on as we see. And she would not be getting child support because the child's not a child. Right. Right. The child is a grown woman. Is it is a townhouse completely paid off and she just has to keep it running or is she still like paying on a mortgage? Like I think she just doesn't want to get rid of her child's family home. I think it's the last tie for herself that she has to that name because yeah. even if she was still paying on the mortgage you could still sell it yeah she just she would pay be, off whatever debt you have at least get a nice place i know she would be so much better off if she just sold it and just downsized and just moved on with her life but she would still have to renovate the entire thing practically oh, yeah. because no one's spending that kind of money for what it is worth uh-huh. no one's spending that money for the way it's so old-fashioned because oh, she's no. renovating it and that's the smart thing to do it, you know for it to get rid reno- you know to, for it to get renovated oh, yeah. one day maybe she should call barbara k oh yes call her up call the her renovated up. user so she's you know she's available yeah totally we have now come to the point where we have to talk about this god awful party oh my god there were some gems there were some gems there were things that i enjoyed there were things like the editors using the friend counter loved that 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 was adorable um did you catch one of the friends and we're we're jumping around we'll obviously do that one of the friends comes over and it's when sonia's already triggered about the whole ramona having all these friends thing which we definitely need to get into her name's lucia she comes over she wants to Mm -hmm. kiss lou and kiss sonia and the caption or her title literally says lucia sonia insists more her friend than ramona's yes (laughs) and i was refreshed i was i was recharged thank you so much for that gift that was amazing i felt like the editors were on our side no like they were finally with they were in on the joke with us and they knew we were rolling our eyes so much with this party that they gave us little things like listen we are upset that we even had to be there but here's a little treat you know that's why the editing is so important and it's so well done on these shows because like you said it comments on what's going on and then lets the audience feel like they're more included on the joke like okay yeah we're all in this together we see you see it and you it makes you feel more like connected which is what we all want we want that escapism to feel like these are our friends and they do a really good job at pointing out the joke so that you feel like oh they think that's funny i think that's funny this is hilarious so even if we don't identify with the women in those moments we identify with the editors they're like hey listen we see you we hear you oh we know lol we get it girl it's funny exactly they just go through this. Basically, they go through the show with like an underliner, like a highlighter, just highlighting the moments just to let us know they got us. Like, yeah, uh-huh, we see that. We got you. And they do that just enough to keep us going and keep us feeling like we're on the same page. And the friend counter was next level. It wasn't even just the friend counter. Then they, at one point, they have like more than one girl come up to kiss Ramona. And they would do it at all these important moments where Ramona is 
justifying for the cameras how that she knows all these women mm -hmm. i don't believe not a goddamn one of them not a single <laughs> one they're like remember the time we stayed up all night what were we there? three hours five hours we were there five hours and she goes yeah we had so much fun and we were just talking i'm like no how much did you get paid to be here like honestly where are the extras you wanted to be on the show you saw i bet you money ramona put on the invitation please sign the consent form because you will be on tv and oh, that's why they all came absolutely for sure. otherwise i don't believe they all would have come and at one point more than one girl comes to you know greet ramona and it says ramona's friends seven through nine and i it's just like it's like taking a role. It's adorable. I really I enjoyed that. And you know, whenever Ramona, Ramona probably got such a kick out of that. See, look, I told you, they, they even counting them down. See? Yes. She loved Oh my them. God. You're so Imagine. right. She probably did totally count them and was like, see, I told you. I told you. And no, girl, no, I don't. No. I That's don't. not the point. You can invite, I can invite people to my party that I don't like. A lot of people will come for free food and free booze. A Thank lot you. of people. And look at a wedding. Thank you. Everyone Shoot. is not there to watch you fall in love with someone and talk about and talk about that love. They're there for the drinks to get out of something, to not yes. have to be at work, to get a little traveling, like have a little vacay and get a little bubbly. Yes, get cute and wear whatever her, her old black dress. That's fine. I'll wear black. I'll come and drink your food, drink your drink your alcohol and eat your food and dance to your music. Sure will. All in Ramona's living room that I, I promise you no one's seen. Not oh. a one of them. Oh, oh my God. I give three people max that have seen that living room. You, you want to know why? Ramona loves to show off everything and we haven't even seen that living room in forever. Ooh. We don't even see the damn living room. So I know they're not seeing a living room. And I've not seen out of one of these friends ever. Ramona's always just leaving, but she's always leaving for a date. Not to go hang out with a friend. Right. You only so I don't believe you. At the birthday parties. That's the only time you ever see these women is at her annual birthday party with her 50 girlfriends. Right. And she's like, uh, it, how many times do I have to tell us that she has all these friends? I don't get, I kind of, in the t when, the, when Sonia was getting triggered and we're watching her get triggered and it felt a little uh, alcohol induced, the yeah. being triggered by all these, the friendship talk. At one point, I was like, Sonia, it's okay, girl, calm down. Don't cry about it because she's like, who gives a fuck about all your friends? And I'm your friend. And I'm like, you know, you're right, but she might be drunk. But now I'm also like, why is this a thing? Why is Ramona's storyline having friends? Isn't yeah. the whole point of the show having female friends? That's the point. Right. We know you have female friends. That's legitimately the point of the show. It is a female friend group. It's like she like collects them and they make her feel valuable. Well, I mean, she basically told us that. She said, I woke up on my birthday and I said, I'm alone and no one loves yeah. me and I'm never going to have anyone. And I mean a man. Because I was at first like, that's a really bad speech to give a room full of people who literally came to your right. party in the middle of like the week or the day or the night. Like that seems redundant. But then she goes, and I realized... My, it's my 50 girlfriends that really just, it, they give me something. And I just real, and then we get a flashback scene of her saying the same thing to that group of women. No, I'm just really blessed and lucky to have all these girlfriends. And if I didn't have all my girlfriends, then I don't know where I'd be. They really helped me through a lot of dark times, a lot of dark times. They helped me 
And I, and, and Sonia's like, I'm your friend. I've literally known you longer than all these people, longer than they, you say right. they've known you. And Ramona is hell bent on one upping Sonia, but then Sonia's hell bent on one downing Ramonia, Ramona right. and being like, you would not know them without me. And it really doesn't matter. It's simply semantics. It's the Upper East Side. I don't expect any of them to actually be that deep of friends right. that they would call each other if there was a death in the family or something. I don't see that being the thing. I think no. they all would send each other flowers and that would be it. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're all putting on. No one's running over to the house to make sure you're okay and hold you while you cry. Mm -mm. No, no. No one even helped Ramona when she was crying in the bar and was like, I need someone to hold me, to love me, and be with me. Can I get a mint muddled baka soda? Oh my God. <laughs> no one was holding her then. They were just looking at her like, huh? Uh, like this bitch. Okay. Here we go. Here she go, you know, holding her hair and fake sobbing. They're really good at that on this show. You know, where do you stand on this idea when there's new shows coming out next season? whether or not we want to see them talk COVID on TV. Are you for it or against it? Do you prefer, oh, I, prefer to not relive it? I definitely want to see them talk COVID. And I want to okay. see them everything that's going on. I want to hear them talk Black Lives Matter. I want to hear them talk everything, like a stimulus and Trump and just, I want to hear it all. I want to hear what they have to say. I want them to show up because I feel like if they get a pass, if they don't, and then they get to stay in this bubble and they don't actually have to be held accountable. I want to see who they really are. Uh, to be fair, I am realizing, though I get everyone's feelings that they don't want to relive COVID on TV. I, I understand where they're coming from. You lived it. You want to, you don't want to, you want to do something else. However, I would challenge everyone who thinks that way to look at Ramona greeting all these friends and tell me you did not cringe in a pre, in a COVID world now even watching a pre-COVID world and looking at all of those people getting so close and all touching and being over yep. a particular age. And I got hives. I started itching immediately. I was like, oh God, oh God, the COVID, oh the COVID. Uh -huh. And that was pre-COVID. I'm challenging right. you to put yourself in the shoes of 40 months from now or 40 days from now, right? And we're watching new shows and you know it was filmed during the summer months of 2020, right? Say we're in 2021, we're in January, and you know we're getting Dallas and we're seeing no face masks, no right. face shields, no social distancing. Even right. though we know they did it, we didn't see the test, we right. didn't see the mask. So when they're all yelling at each other and like the spit is flying out, tell me you won't feel a twinge in your body being like, <laughs> Was that the week they got COVID? Like what we know now, right. Shannon and Emily got it and it was while they were filming. Oh my God. So when we're watching the season back, I'm, I feel like I'm going to look at them and be like, is that the moment they got it? Oh my yep. God. That's probably it. It's probably right there. Even if we don't see them get tested and everything, and though I get why people don't want to relive it, it's going to be hard for us not to be conscious of what was happening. Right. It's going to be impossible. We're going to see it and be like, they got too close is why they got it. Mm -hmm. That looks like it's only one foot away. It's only right. one foot. Why it's are they hugging? Like, since when have these shows ever, like, edited, like, worked around reality? Like, this is what these people are going through. It's a huge part of their life. They're quarantined. Like, I, wow. I just, way to make a point. That is no. the whole point. You don't edit around reality on reality Thank television. You. Thank you. Otherwise, well, I'm, that's about to be the title of the show, uh, the title of this episode is putting right. the reality back on reality TV. 
thank you because otherwise why yes that's the case i'll go watch a scripted show that's why i'm watching reality because i want to see the real world the world that i live in and how you navigate that little piece that you live in that's That's such an important part and i think that that's something that though we all lived this pandemic together and we all did do it differently but we all have voices about how we feel about watching it now so though people don't want to see it on their TVs later, I'm watching y'all comment on the picture of Dallas being in face masks. And I'm watching, you know, Betches make uh, memes about how, well, if they're wearing face shields to film, they probably shouldn't film yet. And we're, we're hearing everyone cry out about how OCS had to get shut down now twice because of COVID. And right. the second time, because people got it, we have opinions on it now. We mm-hmm. probably do deserve to at least see some context as to what happened behind the scenes or what happened on the screen and we don't know it yet we're physically seeing things from a bird's eye view from Mm -hmm. headlines i would like to see the moment that shannon got it i want to see kelly dodd go from saying to the world this is a hoax to her two quote-unquote friends getting it thank you how are you going to tell people who are suffering whose kids like shannon's entire family got it all her children got it and not a single one of them is like uh, a vulnerable group, quote unquote, but right. all got it. And I would like to see how you would still say that it is, uh, or do you feel like if, if Kelly truly felt like this was God's way of sending out the herd, would you consider the Bador children the herd? Right. I want to be able to sound off on it. I want to see exactly. that conversation play out. And, even, and if it doesn't, that's what I mainly have a problem with. It's not that I need to see you wear face masks every single episode or see you get a test every episode. I like to know that you did it. That's great. But you can't neglect what what the real controversy could be. The controversy between Shannon and Kelly could be one woman says, this is not a big deal. The other women are taking it very seriously. And all of a sudden they get it. So how are they going to tell this girl that it's not a big deal when they have it and they're suffering with it? And we don't know how that's going to play out exactly because then if, if they don't show it it'll seem like oh well why are you protecting them? you know what i mean like why are you not letting us see who these people really are then it seems like like you said it's like then we need to look at bravo yeah absolutely i could not agree more back to also, new like, york like, oh, you're saying too like as far as like the mass and stuff all i need is just a brief little disclosure at the beginning just look, do a little statement a little flash on the screen we took all the precautionary measures to make sure that this you know the set was safe and you know, we met all the COVID requirements at the beginning of each episode, just a little statement in writing. Right. And that's it. I've heard that's and I've said before that OC and VPR, because they're the same production company, they'll be doing some producer cell phone cam. If we're gonna switch from like a 12 person camera crew to a producer cell phone cam, you can at least let me know why that happened. Exactly. I, I'm okay. No, I know why. I want you to reinforce why. Just let me know at the bottom produce your cell phone cam for safety or for social distancing or when we when we get to carrie's eventual birthday party i want to know that the only reason there were not people there was because we were social distancing that's fine right the way the ladies you can put it even at the end where people who don't want it don't have to see it and in the credits the ladies social distance you know the entire time of filming people were screened you know because we're not just concerned about the women though these are their jobs it's not just about them there are producers there are writers there are screen people there are production assistants there are other people who this is their i don't want to say real job because obviously the women are getting paid for them so it is a job it's your place of work but this is their actual bread and butter 
They mm -hmm. do not, they are not housewives who have once had a fortune or do have a fortune or are getting a fortune to be on this show. They right. are regular people who this is their line of work and what they do is off camera make a production, make a program and create something that other people consume. They're just right. doing their job. I want to know that they're being safe the same way I want to see when I go to Trader Joe's, I can see the little plexiglass. I love to know that you can't get whatever I got. I want you to be safe so you can pack up my little bites and all my little sweet potato chips that I like. <laughs> I want you to be safe so that I can enjoy my experience shopping. So it's okay if they let me know they were safe so I can enjoy my consumption of this television because otherwise I'm going to be stressed. Yes, absolutely. That's the and perfect way to do it. Cause there's, it's not cause it like, you know, people think it has to be black or white. Like you either have to like ignore it or show everything. It's like, no, there's a way to do it. There's a balance. That's why it's called production. You have producers, you have editors that they come up with ways to make this the way, you know, you know, created in a way that's the easily digestible for the audience. And I think the way that you're describing it is the exact way that they should do it. And I really hope that they do. I hope so too. I think they were owed at least a little bit of an explanation as to why this was happening at the beginning of the season, even something. Um, I do want to go back to New York really quickly. We have to talk about how they, uh, I, I, Ramona would argue, ruined her party. I would argue maybe it just got carried away, but it's a party. Stranger yeah. things have happened at a party than people dancing and getting too drunk yeah. and getting a little bit too sexual. I do find it you know, Lu Luann's level of discomfort, I noted. And I oh, think yeah. that that's something that we definitely should have um, honored or respected. You know, Leah, she was just getting carried away. She was drunk. She was having a good time. And that's understandable. And so is Luann's discomfort because she probably wasn't nearly as far gone or as, you know, consenting to it. Right. Uh, not in a way of like Leah assaulted her, but it just, Luann looked like she clearly wasn't having as good of a time, but mm -hmm. she wasn't outraged by everything that was going on. It seemed more so there were three regular sized to larger women above her and on her at the same time. That seems yeah. like a lot for anybody. Oh yeah. Oh yes. I would get a break. Luann's not like that type of drunk. Like I've never, Luann's never been that type. Like they say she has a wooden leg. She'll get drunk, but she's not, you know, going to be dancing on tables and doing stuff like that. No, she just falls in a bush and that's it. That's it. She's just like, a pirate. she's like, all right, I'm good. That's why you it's know? so ironic. The, the fact that she's the one that got arrested because she's actually the most tamed when she drinks. She doesn't really like go off. <laughs> it's a really good point. That's actually so, so accurate. The rest of them, you know, we have Sonia at the bar just dancing by herself. And I made a gif of it today and it was very fun to do. She's just dancing by herself and triggered by Ramona's friends, but decided she's going to drink her problems away and take on the coat and put off the coat, and, you know, move yeah. around the coat. Because there was yeah. no coat check, obviously. Obviously. I'm like, okay, Ramona, where your budget? Right. They didn't include that in the free party? Right. Exactly. So, and then we see the women doing a lot, you know, they get off the wind, but Ramona pulls Leah by her arm mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. tells her to stop it right now. Oh my God. And I was floored, but I knew the dynamic was going to change because when Leah came in a dress that I did not think was that bad, I mean, obviously anyone with, with eyes could see it was a bodysuit. You didn't think she was naked, but Ramona did, right? And Ramona said to her these words, and that's how I knew the dynamic between them had, 
has officially shifted and she was in reprimanding mode and mm-hmm. she was telling herself it was as a mother but it was really prompted by insecurity mm-hmm. she says quote there's no guys here so you can look as sexy as you want maybe if there were husbands here i'd say holy shit you can't wear that girl i'd make you wear a slip underneath mm. but there are no men here just women so it's okay and mm. i'm like what in the fresh insecurity hell thank you who are first of all who are you that's the first question who the hell are you if i were leah i would have taken a shot right there I, I, so i get it i would that would already have stressed oh me bitch, out if you don't get out of my damn face and let my arm go what are you doing like she isn't like oh my gosh she like it's what we were saying she's delusional like in her world that's perfectly okay to come and grab someone by the arm or to tell them that what they can and can't wear in ramona's world that's perfectly fine she shuts her down she brings her off fluent and says stop it you're dancing like strippers and then she calls in production and oh she God. thinks that this is the time to shut it all down she yells shut it down shut it down bring the producers here now i'm telling you i will quit the show even the producer is like just calm down let it play out let's see what happens because that's their job is really not to intervene unless something somebody gets violent but she is like this is just not who we are and i am floor to think i would love to know what ramona thinks what show she's on I really want to know what show you think you're on where Mm -hmm. Scary Island is your most notable episode ever. And that truly came from the depths of hell. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Are are you crazy? (laughs) What show do you think we're on? I I just, I truly don't know what you think is happening here. Sonia walked up to a random woman years ago and without any conversation or consent just walked up i think it was the premiere of last season or two seasons ago when bethany was on there she walks up to her and just makes out with her the girl looked like okay like we, being drunk and doing crazy things like dancing is not new on this show let alone dancing sexually dancing a lot and it just made me feel like I don't empathize with Leah often, but to feel, I felt very badly for her because oh, yeah. Ramona was trying to make her feel like she ruined her party, brought down the show, and was trash. And I mm-hmm. was really, and that was because Leah was the driving, probably, force of the dancing and stuff in Ramona's mind. But Sonya's breaking her actual decorations, and she's saying nothing. And I'm like, but this is what you call the producers for? Right. There was a vibrator in the chicken. Your house got destroyed. Oh, yeah, you weren't there mm-hmm. when they were destroying your home and throwing tiki torches. But had you been there and done your job, like, it's, it's real cute. You think you can shut things down when you're not even doing your job. I know, I know. It's, she just is so jealous of Leah. And that's why she got so angry. It's the jealousy. Like, how dare you take attention from me and be doing those dance moves in that dress? That's what it I, is I don't understand. I, I truly don't understand. It's, it's, I really, crazy. what do you think? I don't even know how to ask this because the answer is just so simple. So I have no way of asking this without it being like, duh, we're on everybody's side but Ramona. Um, should Leah's, should she stay on the show if Ramona stays on the show? Yes. 
I would like to say yes because Leah, I think, represents where they're why. going. I'll tell you why. I so Leah, you know, Leah's sober now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Leah sober will be a force to reckon with because her drunkenness is her only weakness. That's the only time when I feel like because they held they held that against her for so many episodes that she just got so crazy with the tiki torches. And if she's sober, then she's gonna be coming at them like just with completely clear eyes and she can really call them out. Like when she, you know, that's why in her confessional, she's able to say the MAGA stuff. And she doesn't say that type of stuff on the show because when she's wasted, she's just, you know, she's not even in reality. And I think if she does the show next season and she sent me a DM the other day, basically saying like that she's gonna be, if she gets a second season, she's gonna be sober the whole season. So if she does the second season and she's sober, I think that she should definitely come back. I th- if Ramona comes back, I think that it's necessary. Yeah, I think that she represents where the show is going. And I think that's why Ramona can't stand her. And I've said this before. Yep. She is so threatened by the fact that she is aging out. They yep. cannot sustain this type of cast forever. First of all, I don't know how healthy it is for them to be drinking this way a- as they age. And for yeah. this long. And yeah. even yeah. doing these hours. And that's not an ageist thing. I just worry about the livers of people who have been alive so long to be drinking right? longer than I've been alive. They've been able to legally drink mm. more than double my age. Yes. And that seems like a lot on the liver. And they're really going at it. I mean, they're really going at it. And then, really- after a while, this is hard to watch. And I think that I've said it before, and I'll say it again. We know these women's stories and their arts. We've seen it. Their kids are grown. They're not raising them. And though New York is different than other shows in a lot of ways, where it's just the women, what else are we going to do? I mean, we know they're drunk. We know they're horny. That's it. We have nothing else, really, but a new spin on that every year. But what we don't have is a Tinsley and Aaliyah. Thank that you. was new. We're rooting for Tinsley to get the Scott. Okay, who is the new boyfriend? Get from under Dale. Like, we're rooting for her. Leah and her ex-husband, will they, won't they? Who's this girl? Like, oh, what's her daughter like? We're rooting for that. It's yep. new to us. So we have something to be invested in. We don't have that anymore. We don't have that if Leah's gone. And I think that's what makes Ramona so crazy. Yep. She's the nail on the head. That's exactly what it is. What is well, it? we know she doesn't quit the show. She's in next week's episode. She goes to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess we're not that lucky. Oh my God. I cannot wait to see what this whole bipolar thing, like, I'm like, let me, I really, like, I need to see what, what exactly what Ramona says. Because it's absolutely the most disgusting thing you can say to someone. I'm so disappointed that she uh-huh. would bring this up that way and that she would do this to this girl. It seems it really it made me really upset i was really upset by that oh man wow oh god and here we go now we got to go on over to the other side my god the dark side <laughs> embrace myself i need i need a drink for that one honestly i am i'm not excited to make this switch over to beverly hills but we are going on over to beverly hills here we go. We need to discuss some important things. I truly don't remember 90% of the episode. That says <laughs> something. That is the first thing I would like to say about this. Yes. And I, if it wasn't for taking notes, I would know absolutely nothing about what happened other than the very last bit. Right. So 
and to, to, to be frank, not much of it was worth discussing anyway. I made yes. a very big fuss on my IG stories about fast forwarding through Lisa Rinna's scenes. I've made it very yeah. clear. I do not like the dynamic between her and her children. I don't nope. like it. I'm nope. not saying that she's a bad mother. I'm not quite questioning her parenting at all. I just have an issue with it. I've had a bad taste in my mouth ever since she decided to talk to Teddy about her daughter's mental health without her daughter there. I don't give a fuck if she gave consent or not. It's not right. And I don't, I really want to know who this therapist was that told you all this stuff about your daughter when she went to college, because what in the HIPAA violation are we talking about? Thank you. I have such an issue with that. I don't like the fact, if you want Teddy to be an influence in your daughter, you put your daughter on the FaceTime with Teddy. You bring her to the hike. You let her talk to Teddy. But for you, for if my mother did that to me, I would be so, I don't care what the intention was. And I don't care what the motivation was. That's not safe. You're also talking about this girl's mental health and her instability on television in front of millions of people, again, without her there. And then to see this girl go on social media and say, my mom forces me to be on the show and talk about it. First of all, I believe you. Oh, yeah. If there's anybody I believe to tell the truth on this whole show, it's that girl. If I were to come back and say, she doesn't force, she quote unquote encourages, that is not changing the tune. That literally just reinforces what we just heard. And you can't, take what she says at face value with the encouraging because children have a way of no matter what damage they know their parents are doing to them if they know it at all they have a weird way and it's not weird it's innate but they have a way of empathizing with them in a way that allows them to continuously start that cycle unless they find a way to break it or they forgive they try to move on they try to overlook it's their parents they only have one mom they can't stop i know i love my mom she's done so much for me it's just one thing i can get over it and that is what keeps me in therapy because it happens as kids we were born into a world to people that we learned to love over time because we were told when we were born, this is the person who's going to give me life. Right. And it's not even just that they brought me to the world and they do so much for me when I'm adults. Your children see you as my food comes from this person, water, clothes, warmth, uh, home, bed, school, everything. Everything I need and every question I have comes from, the, every answer comes from this person. Absolutely. You're remiss to think that as you get older, you just completely are able to shut that off even if you know something with them is toxic it doesn't happen so if amelia is being forced to talk about this on the show i fully agree with her because i really resonated with how harry hamlin went nuts at the barbecue that they had like a couple seasons ago where he was like i don't he didn't it seemed like he did not want to talk about this on screen he didn't want to deal with this on screen the daughter was clearly having some kind of setback with food and insecurity and anxiety and he was like out of his depth and he felt uncomfortable and i get that that is something that a lot of people want to see but that's also fully within that family's right if they want to deal with it or not i don't it's your obligation is not to the people who may or may not need to see that Absolutely. Your obligation, first and foremost, is to your family to make sure they're okay with people seeing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Rilla is a spinner. We watch her spin all the time. I don't think she's able to spin. People really just need to see your relationship with food. It's really going to help people. And that's yeah. not to say that's not true, but also that should not be placed on Amelia's shoulders. Oh. She is a young woman. Why is it up to her to educate the entire world on uh, eating disorders? I know. And then when Harry made that comment, he's like, you're the reason why they're like that. Oh, my God. Remember when he said that? Jesus, that that hurts. That hurts. That makes me so sad because we all knew it. But it's what? sad to hear him have to say it. You know I what know. I mean? 
I know it really is. It's like, and for him to even say it, like you said before, like for him to even get to a point where he even said it, that just shows you how deep rooted that stuff is and how the, how much he's probably just, how much of a contention, a point of contention it's been between him and uh, Lisa, her issues. Yeah, absolutely. We watch them all have issues with food and it feels like a deflection. If you talk about how she's handling her daughter, then you won't have to talk about, we won't have to talk about you. But again, I've said it at the very core, your children can't be your only storyline, Lisa. They just can't. Your husband does not film. So the idea, and I hate when people come so hard at Garcelle for not filming enough with the group where all we see is Lisa with the group and nothing else of her life unless she's forcing the children to be on the show. We're watching her children become her storyline and that is not a, that's not her storyline. Right. They're not the housewives here. Amelia and the, what is it? Delilah, Delia, yeah, yeah Delilah, that's it. Yeah. They're not the, the housewives of Beverly Hills. It's Lisa and you are a housewife. Why are you not renovating your home first of all? Why don't we do that as a storyline? Thank Lisa Vanderpump made her kitchen like a whole storyline forever. I know, I know. No, I'm that's, cool with seeing Lisa rent up, change her house. That's such a good point. You're right. It's following always- your husband around to different sh- uh, different shows and stuff that he does. Mm-hmm. He went camping. Why didn't you go with him? Right. How about maybe you do a lot of different things? You're a hustler. Why aren't we watching you hustle? We went to Erica Jane's event. We're going to go to Buca de Beppo. We're going to Garcelle's meetings, but you're the perceived hustler. It's in your taglines. Yeah. Why are we not going to QVC with you this year? We're getting little flashbacks of it. Yeah. Do you think, like, do you, do you think she doesn't have it going on or she just doesn't want to show it? Like, I think. What, what what uh projects does she have that are like currently in the works or happening i think this was her way of making the narrative happen a certain way yeah yeah i think that without the narrative i i, I don't think that if, if she did not have those girls she would not have anything to say oh you're right she would not I- have anything to do she just stirs up other people's shit. She doesn't ever exactly. talk about her actual life. You're right. Like, even if she's not going to show her side hustles, like, she doesn't talk about anything that has to do with Lisa. She talks about other people's business and her kids. And that's it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I honestly don't even remember what else happened. It's, it's the actor in her. She's playing a part. Well, she's, she's, I think, said it before that the girl that, who is on the show is Renna. Who she is in real life is Lisa. Mm. and so she's very aware of how she was casted which in some respects I appreciate because I really enjoy when women stop pretending they don't know why they were casted on their show like right. Kenya loved it pretending she wasn't casted as a villain she really liked to be the victim and I'm like the only time you've ever been a victim is with Mark that's when I only ever felt yes. bad for you on yes. Atlanta but otherwise girl you are the villain and at oh. the reunion she showed us why she's the villain like even in the midst of you being the victim you're still ooh, vile and cross right. and Ooh, girl. <laughs> but at least Rena knows why she's there, you know? Kenya is, I'm so glad to hear you say that because a lot of people like that love the housewives, they love Kenya. And I'm like, how do you love Kenya? Like she is like, I don't like to watch her. Like I get it. She brings the drama. She's necessary, but there's nothing likable about her. No, not at all. Not even a little bit. So I don't know where they're getting this idea that she's a likable she's not even really relatable she's just kind of there and i appreciate her for what she is the villain right but that's all i got for you like that's that's i think she's a great villain i think she's one of the best villains that we've ever had 
Oh yeah. I think she's that's, like, that's why want, she's still on the show. I want her there, but I don't like anything about her besides her hair. She's got a nice head of hair. I'll give her that, and that's about it. Yeah, that's it. It's beautiful hair, and she has a great daughter. I mean, her daughter is absolutely adorable, like a little Barbie doll. But that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. So I guess we have to finally get to the most contrived scene in like all of history of Housewives. Um, this is the moment everybody's been waiting for. My thoughts on why I am still not yet Team Brandy, and I it's I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It's not that I don't believe something happened. It's just the moment people start giving me preambles and all these prologues. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you. I, I start to not believe you. As soon as they start to give me, she's not who she says she is. You should be careful. I'm like, okay, so who wrote this on the cue card? Like, where is the script? Because I feel now we've prepared too much. And that doesn't mean that you're not telling the truth. It's just that the truth now gets lost yes. amongst all the stuff. It's, it's now in the stuff. And I knew that before we got any of the outside information of timelines and everything like that. So let's start from the beginning. They're packing for Rome, Mm -hmm. uh, Kyle and Teddy. And we are led to believe that Kim is going to stop by. We are told this more than once, that Kim's going to stop by to drop things off and which Kim comes in full glam Mm -hmm. to drop things off, clothes, drop them off at Kyle's house. And Kim just happens to mention more than once also, because you can tell she was very prepped for this, that, and to really sell it, they were told, they told her to really put on that race to witch mountain voice and sell this girl. This is the role of your life. Okay. And she tells us that Brandy's in the car because they were going to go get dinner for Brandy's birthday. Before we even get into why that's likely false, I, we're, Sasha, we're told, we are expected, we are challenged, we are charged Mm -hmm. to believe that that would then prompt Kyle to be like, oh no, bring in Brandy Glanville into my home, into my bedroom, my most intimate place of existing. Please, my sister, who I recognize should be in my room. Right. Bring in the woman who has caused so much tumultuous feelings between the two of us, so much turmoil in my own life, so much Mm -hmm. havoc in my days that though we are cool i will not greet her at the door in the living room i will bring her to my abode and have her sit with me as we discuss simply because she is left in the car by herself though you are only dear sister dropping off clothes so one would imagine you'd be in and out less than three minutes hey girl stay in the car i'm just gonna drop this off and then i'll be back but we're led to believe that it is important that Kyle really <laughs> extend that olive branch, bring in Brandy, who is mic'd already, mind you, mm-hmm. with a camera in the driveway, mm-hmm. showing us that she's there and letting us know, I am such a good host. I don't know why you're here. It's just your birthday, but please do come inside. Come up stairs let's gab it up we don't have reservations or anything for a dinner we both said we were going to (laughs) and i was like wow Woo! we're laying it on thick but not doing a good job Uh, wow i'm speechless i mean everything you just said is like wow can you can you uh make it any more clear that we are watching something beat by beat 
that has been planned moment by moment, choreographed and played out in front of us for us to believe that it is real. And they did not do a good job of that whatsoever. I mean, you could have at least made it maybe like, oh yeah, her and Kyle had a, you know, a come to Jesus moment, like put something in the storyline to make me believe that, like you said, that she would even want to have her in her home, like that she would even care that she's waiting outside. Right. And then we are, she's in the room. We're talking. Brandy looks visibly nervous. That was my red flag for me that Brandy was coached into what to say not coached into that she's lying it's coached into what to say to make this work and obviously I now feel that this was done specifically because they had already confronted Denise about this so they needed Brandy's story to match up with their story because the timeline as we know via you social media spoofs are the best okay like y'all are amazing and y'all were out there looking for outfits and instagrams and pictures the the, this scene was allegedly filmed after they already went to rome so we know they already addressed it with denise and they already got whatever information from brandy or whatever the producers or whomever that they wanted to get to confront denise about this and they needed to corroborate what they already addressed with Denise with Brandy so they had to film the scene after the fact this is not new people have you know they've reshot scenes they did it on Vanderpump Rules all the time though it's not the same production company it makes sense that this could happen but we're seeing that Brandy looks nervous because it does feel like she was probably coached into what to say and didn't want to forget anything wanted to make sure she got it all right and that it was detailed to a T. And let me tell you something. Whenever I'm telling the truth, that's probably when I forget the most shit. Mm-hmm. When I'm telling the truth, I forget the most. When I am not telling the truth, I have every detail ready. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and then not to mention, they weren't even asking questions. That's how you know they were ready for this story. Mm-hmm. Because whenever someone brings me anything, I don't feign shock. I am like, What? Yo, tell me everything. Okay, when? What happened? So what were you wearing? Wait, right. what? So where was Aaron? Did he call? Like, what happened when he did call? She don't talk to her husband at night? Like, they don't right. say goodnight? So you were there, but he was cool with it? Like, oh my God, did y'all have to do Like, I would have had questions. And especially if a grown woman is telling me that another grown woman groomed them for sex. Mm. I have a lot of questions. Not because I don't believe it, because I'm simply flabbergasted that that's happening. Absolutely. And I've allowed this person into my home if she's going to be a groomer. Uh, what? Mm-hmm. I am now shocked, and I am upset, and I want answers, and I, you can give them to me. But no, they were just there and just waiting for all the, good, the goods. Right. I question whether or not... I, I wish that, and I, now it kind of makes sense as to why Denise probably did serve Brandy with a cease and desist, because she probably, I mean, she knew that they filmed this after the fact. So she knew whatever that she was going to say was probably not going to match up directly to what happened. Yeah. And she was never going to be able to tell her side of the story in comparison to Brandy's because it had already been produced. Yeah. No, that's, that, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. I felt it forced her hand yes absolutely and it feels like she didn't get she had to basically do damage control and i believe they definitely had sex okay so what 
but question. I also understand why Brittany feels the need to clear her name so vehemently and call Denise out to be a groomer. Though I don't think she understands what that does to someone or what that means really truly to a person's reputation to say that you groomed this person to have these you know relations with you in whatever way even if it did happen it's a very serious allegation it really is to me i don't play with that very well and but i get why she's doing it and feels the need to have a, a excuse because she doesn't want to be a cheater everything that she's ever advocated against she had become if denise lied to her and told her or let her let her believe they had an open marriage but did not and then said Aaron can never find out about this he'll kill me Right. I believe that happened too. I, I mean, I saw Denise at Kyle's party seem genuinely shocked uh, about Brandy. However, Brandy and Denise, Denise engaged with Brandy at the bar at Kyle's party with her husband. And that just doesn't act to me as someone who had that much to hide between her husband. Thank you. Thank Maybe you. she gave him a, like a more diluted version of the story, but I don't engage with people I'm trying to avoid because I'm afraid of what they're going to say. Right. Right. No, that's so true. I mean, she's smacking her ass right in front of him. Right. They, she, Brandy had the opportunity to say to Denise, I want to be a thruple with you. And Denise was like, what? Like they, but they had, they were there. And she goes, I know you guys are codependent. She allowed her to insult their relationship. She didn't storm out. She didn't go, let me stop it here before she says anything she had conversation with her and that just doesn't seem to me as someone who had all of that to hide something feels like the truth is somewhere caught between denise and brandy i totally agree with that i totally agree but brandy gives us these goods she says that you know denise invited her up for the weekend or oh, the night we saw last season where they met up for dinner they made out that night and I'm like, so we're led to believe that Brandy's, I mean, that Denise never told her husband that too. Are we alleging that that happened too? Because did Denise, if Denise didn't want to, her husband to find out about the hotel, would she then be okay with him finding out that y'all made out that night a year ago? That right. doesn't seem right to me. That seems right. weird. Like if she didn't want her husband to know that they, that she cheated on him, she would have said something the first time don't tell my husband or I won't not see him again or not see you again or anything like that. But that didn't happen. So they did that. And then they go on this trip. The kids are downstairs and these kids apparently. And Brandy is told that a cot, a rollaway cot or bed will be offered to her that she can stay with her to save money. Truth be told, I don't, I know that could be classified as grooming if it's true. I think Denise was just genuinely worried about Brandy's finances because as am I, <laughs> thank you <laughs> does she have money to come stay at the four seasons or wherever a, a working actress like denise is being is being put up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no, no i don't think she does that's a good point that's a good point and i caution myself to say it because i'm never saying like a woman you know is asking for it or anything but brandy is a very flirty, fluid character. I found it ridiculous that both Teddy and Kyle were like, or Teddy and Kim were like, we didn't know you were bisexual. Well, I didn't know that. I'm like, okay, well now you know, calm down. Yeah, like, okay. Or people have multiple sexualities or they have right. a sexuality that differs than yours, it happens, okay? And not just during June, during Pride Month, it happens, period, like every day. Right. 
Exactly. Not to mention, Teddy, did you not? I hate when people act like they didn't watch the show. I hate when you act like you are going to go on something with your kids and not watch a show, not do your research Thank on you. where you're going. Brandy Thank was on the show for a long time, Teddy. You know who this girl is. She has been very flirty. She was literally the Leah of the West Coast before Leah came along. Yep. And she made out with Carlton, and it was a very big deal for them two. To, they were like, we really want to go there. And Carlton did say she had like an open understanding or something like that, as far as I can remember. Um, I might be wrong, but they were really steamy in that pool. It was the same time that Brandy told Joyce that she's like a Black person because she didn't want to swim and get her hair wet. I mm-hmm. remember that day vividly. Oh my gosh. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that. Never forget. Where were you the time that Brandy told Joyce she was a Black person? I was laying in my bed watching, because I watched the show, I started watching it uh, maybe three, four years ago, and I was binging it in my bed on my iPad, and she said it, and I paused, I took it back three times, because I, I wanted to look at everyone's facial expression in the scene, and everyone was shocked, but not enough to say something, to really say something, and I was mm-hmm. just, wow. Yeah, and, and imagine that playing out in 2020. Oh, gosh, never. She'd never be on TV ever again. I'm surprised I, she is now. Right, I'm surprised people aren't being like, look at what she said. Look at, like, I'm like, they just are, she's just sweeping it under the rug and just talking about her bisexual love affair. How about we talk about yeah. the fact that bitch is racist? <laughs> Hello, you would think that would come up. But no, we can let that aside if we can make sure that we use it towards our agenda. We just need it for our agenda exactly. to take down this one woman. My thing is, whether Denise had a threesome or not, or had a, a, a open relationship or not, or slept with this woman or not, for one, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Like these people care. cheat on people all the time. I don't care. And I right. get that Brandy would like to clear her name because we started Vanderpump Rules with her accusing Sheena of sleeping with her husband and being so bent out of shape about it that Sheena basically had to go home in the middle of a party and while working and making money as a waitress because she was the one who cheated with the man with the woman's husband. So she was like, I don't do cheating. I don't condone cheating. And I understand why she would want to clear her name. Newsflash, Brandy's not on the fucking show. So who gives a fuck if she wants to clear her name? Thank She's not on the show. Thank I don't care. You. I am not, I have no loyalty to Brandy to watch her give her side of the story. She's not on my show. I don't need her. If she was on the show, this would be fantastic between right. her and Denise. Oh, yes. I'd be like, ooh, what y'all gonna do next? What y'all gonna do next? But I watched these women for pretty much the entire season come up with a plot about Denise where they started talking about threesomes, talking mm-hmm. about stepping out, talking about sleeping with women. Now it seems like specifically for this, Yep. So your entire season hinged on a takedown of a woman with the main tool being another woman who's not on the show. That I have an issue with. Play with the pieces you got. Thank you. I don't let people picking cards up from under the table. Like they're bringing a car from under the table to play that one and it's like full house. Why don't you play with the hand you're dealt? So desperate. Isn't so it? Desperate. It's, it's almost like, well, why y'all even doing the show? Like, if this is the best y'all can do, y'all might need to do a, a get a new cast or something because, I mean, how people are supposed to continue to watch this bullshit with, with stuff like Potomac on TV? <laughs> Hello. And it's, it, it doesn't feel to me that they understand this is the exact same thing as what happened with LVP. It's right. the same thing. It's same like thing. you won't let go of something. It's all about semantics. It's all about who did what when and who said what to who and why don't we have the full truth. I'm like, but this is not 
a storyline because first of all, it didn't happen on my TV. So I can't pick a side because I didn't, I, I don't know the parts. I didn't play this game. I love, at least with New York, we have between Ramona and Leah, I see the demise of their relationship. I'm watching that take place. I have a stake in the game. I can argue with people why they're for this person against this person. Same with Cookie Lady. At least they brought Cookie Lady in and she wasn't someone who used to be on the show. And they brought Cookie Lady in on Atlanta, but we never saw her again. She didn't have a lot to say. And the main controversy was then between the two people who were casted and paid to talk to each other. And that would be Kenya and Tanya. They now argue because they're on the show. Exactly. Exactly. And to what you were saying before, it's like, if Brandy is so concerned with her image and not being portrayed as a cheater, why don't you just keep your damn mouth shut? Like, why does anyone even need to know? Because clearly Denise didn't want anyone to know. So why are you putting it out there? Oh, I'm going to put it out there just to make sure that no one thinks that I'm a cheater. But really, we didn't even know anything about what you even did. Like, Girl, you literally told us y'all made out after you had dinner on TV that we saw, and we didn't even know that. Thank you. It's real it's just, easy for us to not know what you're doing because you're a like, non-motherfucking factor. Nobody cares about you. Nobody's looking at you. I don't know what you're doing because you're not on my TV screen. So it's like, why and, does Bravo continue to give her a platform? Like, why are they eating this shit up? Why are they buying it? They had absolutely nothing. But to that, to which I say, you can't tell me Brandy and Camille do the same thing. And you both, you bring both of them out. And Camille at least is arguing with the players on deck as they're acting in front of her. Give right. or take what you like about Camille and her, like who she is as an individual. She is there and she's polarizing to everyone on that cast the moment they see her. Lisa Renna said something to her. Camille will fight with Lisa on camera for what happened in scene. Not yes. for what is happening so much out of scene. She mm-hmm. talked, even they talked about the reunion with Kyle, with her and Kyle. She said she had things that she wanted to say to people. And I get it that y'all were desperate. And I know it's because y'all scrapped so much of the season, you know, because they had nothing. And I can't imagine what you did scrap if this is what you came up with. Wow. The wow. nothingness must have been really loud. Yeah. Voluminous. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's It's... They something needs to change because we I don't think I mean if they try to do another season of this people are going to be really like fed up because last season was one thing and this one was like okay at least we have a you know someone like Denise Richards who's is a new person on the show so we're still intrigued by her whereas last season LVP you know we were so over her by the time we got to uh, Lucy Goosey anyway so now I'm like okay so if Denise quits the show what are y'all going to do next season I've heard rumors that she actually signed on for three seasons. Okay. For, okay. That's what I've heard. It's alleged, but I heard it. That was like that four million that she got was for three seasons, not for just one, which makes more sense to me. Yeah. But also, I mean, it makes sense why she would need the money. It makes sense why she came back to clear her name. I don't like that she cease and desist. I think that we should definitely have a gag order of all housewives where you cannot sue anyone or stop anyone from talking on the show when you, you know, do something and something said on the show. However, it it's okay that she did it because Brandy's not on the show. So it makes sense because that is just an ex-friend who was going to your new friends and telling people about what you did in your spare time that they don't need to know. And let me tell you something, not for nothing. It really just hit me. I don't need to know what happened in this woman's bedroom. Mm-mm. And I don't need you to weaponize it against her. 
Thank you. I don't care if she cheated with a man, a woman, both. I don't care. I don't care what she did. That's not something to take someone down for. Right. I don't get why. What? what, uh, This is what my issue was because I had the same issue with the women giving Denise so much slack. I'm like, okay, yes, she's using the show to change the narrative, but where people end up getting off with you guys and where they stop, because where I can't criticize Denise anymore, I'm like, girl, yes, you're using the show to change the narrative for your custody hearing. I get that. But where I can't, like, continue to criticize her is because y'all won't let it go and y'all are really acting like you would Mm -hmm. have these conversations in front of your kids. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. I know you wouldn't. We wouldn't. No one would. No one has conversations like this with their mom across the hall, like down, like right next to them, where you're just getting your little ice cream toppings with your friends at high school. Like, and if your daughter, if you have a teenage child, a teenage daughter right now, raise your hand. I can't see you. But if you have one, think to yourself, what if your daughter and your daughter's friends found out or heard you and your girlfriends on FaceTime, just FaceTime, talking about your sexual escapades with their parents, their fathers, whomever, or what you did in college, and then her friends went to school and said anything to their friends. Right. Let me tell you something about teenagers. Everything is the end of the world to them. Mm-hmm. Because to them, it all matters. They don't have any perspective. They don't know that this is going to end. They don't know that they have no bills like that. They don't always know that there are bigger things in life than embarrassment. So for right. them, this is major because school is their world. Their eight yeah. hours a day is spent amongst these other people who are bitches. Like, kids are cruel. Yep. So... Your best friend who came to your house, you know, to be like, oh my God, I'm at Charlie Sheen and Denise Richards' house. But to be fair, these kids are young. They're not even really going to know who that is. Their parents will. But all they know is uh, Sammy's mom's a freak. Yep. And that's all they're telling people at the, at the, at the drop off, at the bus stop, Absolutely. during class break. That's all they're saying at lunch is, oh my God, we went to Sammy's house and we were on camera and like literally her mom is like some freak. So I Googled her and she was in like all these movies and not that her kids don't already know that but my god do they get a chance just give them a chance right i'm sure denise is already doing as best she can to kind of give them some sense of normalcy absolutely that's she can't give much but she tries tries that's been my stance this entire time with people with this whole like you know the strippers and that people are saying that she's being a hypocrite like no some like everything you just said it's like someone can want to have whatever sexual sex life they have they want to have without wanting to include their children like i don't understand why people are making those things synonymous like they it doesn't make <laughs> i don't think sense. denise ever shot away from the fact that she was freaky and sexual right. she said it all last season i right. think the, the difference is her kids weren't there when she was drunk on tequila meeting um kyle and lvp and talking about her husband's big penis her yeah. kids were there she did whatever she wants people are adults please tell me you don't course correct a little bit when your kids come in the room if you're talking to your friends that is the point you have boundaries that's why we have friends you know what i mean and to be fair if she was talking to her daughter about these things and in front of her daughter so openly y'all would have a lot to say right People right. would have a lot to say. They'd be like, that was inappropriate. The daughter's 15. Why are yep. you encouraging her sexual be. being her sexual as a child? You're sexualizing her. Oh my God, oh. this is not right. I would never. And I'm like, so excuse her if she also just wants to have an adult conversation with people without it resorting to her own sexual experiences in front of her kids. Exactly. There's plenty of things to talk about. In fact, y'all have done it for seasons. Absolutely. 
she couldn't win. There was she wasn't no there. She wasn't gonna win in that situation. Which is exactly why I'm like I don't. It sucks because I'm not trying to be on Denise's side, even in this with Brandy. I just don't understand why this is a thing. Like, right. Why? So does that mean you brought this up at the barbecue just so you can bring in Brandy later? That seems ridiculous. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel. Like I'm not. Why like, try to take down this one person? Exactly. I'm team. Like I don't care. Yeah. This is not a. This is not a factor to me. This is not a thing. We should not be arguing about this for. We're in like the double digits of episodes. We can easily just fight each other. Mm. Why am I asking about what someone did years ago or whatever? Because you could, if you think someone's truly a hypocrite, catch them in something on camera. It's not hard. Right. Catch them in something that they actually are hypocritical about on camera. Like that it has nothing to do with their kid. It's not hard to do. They do it all the time. You can easily catch them up in something like that. Re Rena stirs the pot, but this is not a pot stirring thing. Not to mention, Denise has said shit about Kyle for every episode, pretty much, that mm -hmm. Kyle was not in front of her. Why are we not talking about that? That's right. easy. That's a plot right there. Mm -hmm. Rena goes back and tells Kyle, you know, she really doesn't like you. You didn't need Granny to tell you that. Right. Absolutely. You could have easily just been like, she doesn't, we were on the way home and she said that and Kyle looks, so I invited you into my home. Thank but you. But I hear you don't like me. Like, that's a boss move. That's an LVP move. LVP did that. Thank this you. is why people can't hate her the way we're supposed to hate LVP. Because at least we knew what, she, what we were getting. And LVP donned that crown very well, very effectively. She knew what she had to do. I watched her belittle the hell out of Dorit and Teddy at that tea party and made them fight each other for her love. You're right. On You're right. camera. You are absolutely. She's and good. why? Because yes, LVP is. was mad about how someone treated her on camera. You're absolutely right. She knew exactly and, what she. She's a smart woman. She's a businesswoman. Yeah, and Kyle is out here trying to drive a show that she can't drive, and she yeah. got too many co-pilots, and they're all like telling her, "Okay, now this will be a great story." So when yeah. we get back from Rome, we'll have Brandy come. We'll talk about it, and she'll just tell us everything we need to know. And I'm like, "Okay, but where you got far fetched was when you were starting to do the whole the hills thing." But you need to be careful with this person. She's not who she pretends to be, and it's like Kyle confessional. You know what? I know Brandy be a lot of things. But not a liar. And I'm like, okay, so does that mean Brandy was never lying about your husband? Thank you. When she said your husband cheated on you, was she not lying? I believe that, but sure. If we're going to believe one thing, we're going to believe it all. Thank you. You never knew her to be a liar? Never? Never? Those years she was between you and Kim? You didn't know her to be, believe to be a liar. When you add, begged Kim, you're going to let this woman come between us. When she said your, Chris, your sister was doing crystal meth or crack or whatever in the bathroom, was she not lying then? Thank you. I don't understand. If you never know her to be a liar, Brandy was on this show for like four seasons. My God. So give me the true tea. I, I, I'm like, and it just seems really ironic that now Brandy wasn't invited to the reunion because she the women allegedly turned on her or something but also this was filmed last fall but on her podcast this spring brandy said that all they did was make out so again we still don't know the truth brandy's gonna get a sit down with andy i don't know why that's happening I, but sure mm -hmm. i will watch it because it does seem you know if we're gonna open this can of worms denise gets her side at the reunion and this woman gets hers but denise has to because she's getting paid for it i don't understand what brandy's end game is here because again, like you said, we would never know if she never told us. Right, right. 
if it's for your conscience, you can take that to a priest. Thank you. Go go talk to your therapist. Hello. There's plenty of them. Thank you. Good ones. I mean, you even got Kim over there offering to do you Reiki. Why don't you just do that? Just tell right? him. <laughs> That's all we needed. I just don't know how we got here. And I, I don't know where we go from here. I know they shot the reunion at home. I know Erica doesn't look like herself, but um, okay. And Erica's um, another I, person that I like used to like so much, and this season I'm not feeling her. Yeah, I used to be a big Erica fan, but I don't like how she's like jumping on the bandwagon. Like she's not having, she's not thinking for herself. It's like yeah, like, she's creating these arguments between her and Denise. Like the argument when like they, they were talking and the, she's like, oh well, when it comes to Aaron, you bring it to something else. And then Denise like, okay, we get that in a, get to that in a second. Erica just goes, oh see, you're shutting it down. She's saying she's shutting it down because everyone else is saying that Denise is shutting it down instead of actually being in the moment and saying that's not what she's doing. She's trying to have a conversation with you, but you've already made up your mind the you know the stance that you're gonna stand on, and that's it's not resonating as genuine. So it seems like it's forced, and she's just being fake. I, you're, I, I've never been, we gave this way more than it, it probably even deserved. <laughs> right, you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, all, I'm just like, all like I, <laughs> I know I'm going to watch. Just hearing, hearing myself say that, I'm just like, okay, I give up. I don't get, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I, I, we will be watching, but I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. I'm going to watch, but I'm just like, y'all really hyped this up. I'm excited that now it's going to be um, the Bravo, Bravo, Bravo thing is what we're going to talk about next week on that next podcast. I'm interested in why that even was out of order, apparently. So Mm -hmm. I just have a lot of questions, a lot of questions. So yeah, to which I say, um, yeah, good luck, uh, Beverly Hills. Um, I don't know what the West Coast has in store. One is doing their best. They started off strong in quarantine. We were very desperate, and it's still barely delivered. And now we're just like, okay, so this is it. Okay, I guess because I have nothing else, I'll take it. And then OC, they have been stopped in production twice, and now I'm like, maybe that's a sign. I don't know. but. Yeah. And then so, you know, uh, tonight, Garcelle and Sutton are going to be on Watch What Happens Live, and my followers are like, oh, do you think they're going to talk about the kitchen thing? And I'm like, now y'all know this stuff is pre-recorded. They are not going to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, oh, that did happen. The kitchen. I don't think they're going to, you think they're going to bring it up on Watch What Happens? I think Andy will, because Andy is doing his best song and dance of like, look, look, I am inclusive and i am on all the sides but i don't know that enough people had a problem with it because all of my followers most of them said they had they had no idea that there was anything wrong with that statement i mean to be fair i was i was more shocked that i knew what it was i was more reeling in that moment i was was like wait what I have had to explain my kitchen and my whole hair needs to every white friend I've ever slept over their house in my entire life. Like every single one I've had to, except for one girl's house. Shout out to this girl, Nicole Dockery, though, you know, she might not be listening to this, but shout out to you because your mom, her best friend really was black. So she had satin pillowcases for every time she came over. So when I forgot my satin, uh, my bonnet one time, she was like, girl, I got the pillowcases. And I was like, thank you. 
wow. And I felt very good about it. Um, got to keep my nice hairstyle. It was really great for me. So, I mean, that that's all that I've ever, you know, that's as far as I've gone. And that was because she had a friend of like 20 years that has slept over her house, been in her life. I, mm. I do have questions for Sutton. I would like to know where we got this information. Oh, you got, oh, you got friends? Oh, the kitchen is hot? Oh, okay. Um, I, I can understand some implications of why, I can understand why people could be offended. I really could because the implications you were, you weren't that, offended. Were you not offended by it? I was not offended per se. I have spent so much of my time being offended by Bravo that a lot of times the, the small things don't, don't, again, I had, I, I fought nausea when Luann got arrested. So I'm like, I knew what I signed up for a long time ago. I knew that they were not going to address things for a long time. And I never had really expected them to do it again. I've yeah. never expected them to hold anyone accountable ever again. I, I always just accepted it at one point or another. I'm going to watch a show and I'm going to be uncomfortable. I mean, listen, I'm about to start watching Salt Lake City. I know I'm going to be uncomfortable. Something's going to go down. I know. I know. Something's going to piss me off. So I know that it's, it's going to take place. Um, I felt that the implication, of course, could be, you know, for people who do not know, the kitchen is the the portion, it's not just the back of your neck, it is a small portion of your hair that is like right below, above your hairline that ends at the back of your neck that is for Black people the hardest to reach and therefore treat for whatever style or, you know, attempt of doing your hair that you're doing. So for a lot of people that comment could have equated to yes it might be to you Sutton you think that your quote-unquote kitchen is hot because it's maybe your hair has gotten frizzier or sweatier but to a black person that would equate to something nappier and tighter of the curls and things getting sweated out that would change and alter their appearance very quickly that requires a lot of work with the the, 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 the flat iron and the hot comb that's a hard place to get and very painful it's very hard, but I think I understood what Sutton was trying to do, and it was trying to relate, but for me, I've always been like, you don't have to, uh, y'all don't have to relate to everything we go through, but no one's asking you to struggle the same amount as a person of color, a woman, a person in a minority group, no one's asking for that, right. we just simply want to be accepted in that space without having to constantly defend that identity, exactly, that's it, we don't have to talk about it. I mean, the whole idea of like you, because you're sitting down with a black woman, you need to bring up the black thing, you know, mm -hmm. is like, it was an eye roll, but I wasn't necessarily offended. I was just like, okay. Yeah. Maybe I've been in that situation too many times. Maybe I'm sensitized to it. I don't know. Maybe I should have been. The more I re-thought re about it in my head and her defense of it in general, a certain defense of it overall, I can understand now why that would be offensive because it's like, look, I, I was just trying to relate. And I'm like, but that is kind of the point is that you don't need to relate to black people every time you sit down with a black person to say like, to prove what, like that you understand black people. That I does mean, not need to happen. I mean, just the fact that it was brought to Sutton, this Sutton's attention and then her response was to defend herself that just goes to show prove every point that I'm making about her and that because her only response should have been oh my gosh I had no idea I'm so sorry please accept my apology 
not to, oh, well, you obviously don't like me, or don't you know I have black friends, or any other comment that she's saying to sort of try to justify her statements. That's not the response that you say, period. So that yeah. to me is very revealing of her character and where she's coming from. And as far as the kitchen, it's not just about it being hard to reach. It's about the fact that in the back, the, the curls, like you were saying, it's like, it's so tight that is it, it is inevitable that you will get burned if you have yeah. the of hair that that hot comb was created for. We're not yes. talking about curly, wavy mix. We're talking about black hair. Those yeah, are the, the, that the had kitchen to is specifically a term designed for black hair. Mm -hmm. It's how what we talk about. And in a lot of ways, um, what I was always explaining to how I knew it to be what it was. No one explained to me, hey, this is about you, black girl. They, my mom would call it the kitchen because her mother would put the hot comb. It's, it's literally a hot steel iron comb that you would put on in a stove to heat itself, like your kitchen stove. You would turn on your kitchen stove and put it on the stove and that was what you would use to get your hair to the nice straight texture that would not offend the other people that were not black. So, and it would, for my mom, it was done in the kitchen and it could have a million meanings to a lot of people, but that was the part that, that was why my mama needed uh, that hot comb because my mom's hair, those tiny little curls at the back of her neck really did need a lot of extra attention because you could not get it any other way and it would burn her it would burn me mm -hmm. I, I don't look at the back of my neck often but i'm sure there's a there's a at least a mark or two there because it would take it would take its time and to me like you know i saw and you know you were saying about oh well you know luann's arrest made you more sick than that but to me the way luann behaved when she gave that speech and saying, oh, I know what it's like to have shackles. To me, it's the exact same thing as... No, yes. Now, that I can see. That's a fantastic parallel. That it's, exactly. Sometimes it's the words we say and not just the actions that we do. Right. Um, and I think that's the whole point right now is that idea of covert versus overt. And mm -hmm. again, it's that feeling... It's that need to identify and relate instead of just listening. And in, in, in the point of Sutton and Garcelle, just enjoying a friend's company. And if right. you want to talk about the experience of a black woman, let that black woman speak to you Thank about you. it. Thank you. I don't believe that Garcia would have any issues telling you about her experiences as a Haitian woman if it come if it comes up. Right. And that's my thing. It's like I'm not a type of person that I don't feel a need to like shame or like you know make Sutton feel like oh you're the worst person ever because she very well I'm sure she didn't know and she probably doesn't know how to even respond with someone calling her out because she probably has never had to experienced that before she's never been on a platform to where she said something that was offensive and had to actually like have the conversation so i don't blame her for not being able to know you know not knowing the right words to say but at the same time i think it should just go across the board if a black person or any person is saying that what you said was offensive that's into conversation there's nothing else left to be said except i'm sorry yeah i, I completely agree and i think that um, it's interesting to me that whenever a woman or a person of color in any situation, there's always this need to not react. It is the need to underplay the reaction. It's the need to be like, pick my battles because we can't mm -hmm. fight them all. And that's kind of the issue is that we, we can't fight them all because mm -hmm. otherwise what? 
if Garcelle gets angry as the only black woman on this cast, I can tell you, even with Sutton, who's a, a friend of, but was casted as a real housewife full time, we're never going to see this kind of integration again. Because mm-hmm. it's going to be like, well, they wanted diversity and inclusion. Why is she being so sensitive? And it's like, the fact that we even have to be sensitive because just because one person does not see offense in it doesn't mean another person will. And that would effectively right. still make the situation worth discussing and worth fi- fighting for. Because mm-hmm. just because Garcelle in that moment didn't have an issue with it, because I mean, the woman is older, she had a lot of other things going on. And I understand that just so a boss bitch in her own right. She don't really need any other validation or be needed to be related to. I think she got some subtle comeuppance by asking this woman flat out to her face, how'd you get your money? Yeah. I was like, yeah. well, <laughs> I agree with that. She's like, yeah, I agree with that. No, that's, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. No, that's so true. Yeah. I, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I agree. Like, you know, and like you said, like, you know, Garcelle has a specific like it's life experience. She's a Garcelle. She's a uh, Haitian woman. She moved to America at a young age, started modeling and acting pretty much right off the bat. So she's not going to have the same experience as maybe someone like me who grew up in the South and has, I'm not a Haitian woman, I'm a Southern black woman. So I have a different experience of a hot comb or a kitchen. So, and, I, and, that, and that is even more to say that we shouldn't have to be put in a box. We shouldn't have to have the same black experience. And it That's is exactly valid. That Marcel what you about. feel is valid. And to be fair, I have very wavier hair. I have had to use a hot comb. My kitchen is activated. It gets activated in the summer. Mom used to get very mad at me when I would have a nice blowout with that back man for church on Sunday. If I went out to play, it's ruined. It's a mess. But it's not the same thing. And I've said to many people, especially even when they've asked me to come on their podcast, of course I have no problem coming on there, but I've said, I try to make a point to say on every single platform, you, we need to regulate having the black experience in our homes, period. Not just this one time a year, not just after a hashtag, not just when something goes wrong. We need to continuously be eating, you know, and supporting black owned businesses. We need to continuously watch things that were made by people who just don't look like us. First of all, I do it every week. Y'all hear me talk about it every week. This whole show for two hours is about women that don't look like me, except for Garcelle, which Mm -hmm. who just came around, right? Mm -hmm. I've always said, I'm not an expert. I have one experience. I am a lighter skinned woman. I have a million times more privilege than I ever would, you know, be able to admit to in my lifetime. And I'm aware of that. And Mm -hmm. I'm fully aware that I have a mother who is much darker than me, who used to get asked if she was the nanny because of that. And I'm not passing. I'm not a white passing person. I'm a person of color. You do think that I'm a person of color. If you look at me, I've had black people even say to me that I'm probably not black. And to be, to be, to be honest, that would hurt me back in the day, but to be empathetic with them is to know no experience is the same. I right. cannot take on what they, what they feel is what they feel. And I think that if we don't open up the conversation and our ears more to multiple different kinds of people, multiple different takes Absolutely. of this experience and this show that we're watching, this is why we need to have more than five people talking about the same Thank show. Thank you. Because she if we didn't have it. Of the whole entire Black experience. Because if she only had one, if it was, say, just me, or like just mainly Bravo, or just you, she would think that her entire comment was completely wrong and thrown away if she had just heard it from one person who was like, I have a problem with it. Or if one person said, I loved it and it was fine, I thought it was hilarious, she thought it was totally okay. But 
it's like the age old saying, don't write, let your mouth write a check that your ass can't cash. And that's not a threat. It's just simply what is okay for your girlfriends may not be okay for someone else's who don't know you. I don't know your intention. Yeah, I've made the same play to uh, friends of mine who have asked, like, you know, why do you not feel like it's okay for white people to say the N-word? And they were asking me just in, in general, like, not because they wanted to say it. And I'm like, it's not that I would think that you couldn't say it because you're rapping a song, whatever. It's that for a Black person or for a person, period, to have to constantly question your intention behind saying it. Yeah. So I have to think to myself, whenever I heard you say it, was that a harder ending? Right. Was, it, did, was that more venomous? And to be your friend and have to be in your space as a friend and then do the emotional and mental labor of figuring out what you meant when you said it to me, right. that's not fair. You don't Take, have to do that. It's I, simply the exact same equivalent of if you were in a relationship with a man and you are a woman and your husband, spouse, boyfriend, whatever, if he's consistently calling you a bitch mm-hmm. and he just says it in jest, if he says it like when you're plucking, you're like, oh, bitch, stop. And if you have to stop and think for a second if there was a little more edge in that than before or did he or did he not like that or is he about to is he like really calling me that or does he mean that in your own relationship I would say that was unfair to you too right. to feel like you can be in a place that's supposed to be safe like a friendship or a romantic relationship and then have to question the intentions of someone's meaning behind a word that you know from that person could be used a hundred percent offensively and there would be no question about it that's not fair. That's not a safe place. Right. In which I say, we're only ever going to know what is okay to do. And it could change per person. Of course, code switching happens for us. It could happen for you too, ally people. It yep. could happen. But if we do not regulate experiences and regulate hearing those voices, we will never know the different sides of the coin where maybe you just have to make a judgment call. So maybe if Sutton hears from you why it's not necessarily something that you would like to see on your tv or something that really would not make you feel good while watching tv and did not defend herself but simply was like you know it did not occur to me that it could be offensive until i've gotten feedback from some people and even if it's just one person i'm sorry that that offended you i made a judgment call and it seems like it was not the right one to probably do on national television i'm totally fine with that but it's also not my apology to have so that's it's, all it would take. It's just about humility. It has, you know, it's like, it's not that hard to just bring yourself down to ground level and be like, oh, you know what? I hurt somebody. Period. Because the argument that, well, the other black people were fine with it is not the right oh, argument, yeah, that's, but <laughs> that's not the right one. That's not the right one. Garcelle is in spaces of white people all the time. I've said it many times. I, we constantly have to assimilate into white spaces, but white people and other people don't always have to assimilate into ours because they're, they don't need to. They don't seek them out because ours have to be sought out we don't have to go seek out white spaces they're everywhere they're little in the way we are so we have to conduct ourselves accordingly and we make judgment calls there are certain times certain people that i know i can't speak about how i feel about racial tension in america with there are other people that i know i probably could speak to that too it doesn't mean that i hate one or the other it just means i know where i stand with each person my thing is and what i think the whole message behind your point is you can correct me if i'm wrong if you don't know that don't say it Right. You don't know how it's going to be received by the audience. And at that point, the audience is Garcelle. So you still assume that she'd be okay with it. And that maybe it's problematic. And I'm okay with that being problematic. Even if it wasn't to me, I'm like, well, girl, listen, 
And I've said this to a friend of mine who was like, oh, do you care if I get like cornrows with you and we can rock them together? I'm like, let me tell you something. We could do it in your house, Emily. We could do it in your house. You can do it with me for our photo album because I know your heart. Mm-hmm. But I can't, I'm not going to advocate for you and, 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 and defend you if you go out there and I'm not there. And someone is like, um, excuse me, girl. Right. What? Someone <laughs> just asked me to take those out last week at work and you want to rock yours to the Whole Foods? Okay, I have an issue. I'm going to be like, I get it. They don't know you. They don't know that you are also fighting the cause and posting things and fighting with us and in the streets. They don't know that. And mm-hmm. it, it, it's also fully, they're fully allowed to feel how they feel, even if they did. Right. To say, this is my space, and I would just prefer to kind of keep these things that are ours for us, even if you appreciate them. I recognize that you appreciate it, and I'm grateful that you do, and you're not appropriating it, but I would like to just keep this thing for me. Mm -hmm. And if I invite you in, that's one thing. But I didn't see no invitation. I didn't see Garcelle invite. Thank you. Thank you. And when you let yourself in and someone told you to let yourself out, you say, okay, I'm walking right on out. Thank you very much. Not, oh no, I deserve to be here. <laughs> exactly. Like, bitch, most, this is my house. If that's you don't the get most privileged house, thing I've ever heard. Right? I'm going to be like, uh, oh, Heather on the OC, leave my house right now, bitch. I'm allowed to say it because Garcelle didn't get mad at me. Garcelle is doing her job. She's Thank on you. a show. Thank she you. did not feel the need to maybe say it right then. We also don't know what was cut, if anything was cut. And again, just because that's Garcelle, honey, that's Garcelle. You're not filming with me. And it's like what you said earlier. Gar- we as Black women, we have to put up with stuff like that. She's probably right. so used to doing that. Like, I- I'm not going to lie. I have let stuff that white people say slide many a times. Many times. Save my the own ass. Is, this is not my, this, this show, I owe nothing to this show. So I don't have to let us out if I don't want to. Right. But we just watched Garcelle have a have a a, a a meeting and people were praising the the whole room being women of color. And I also praised it because it was a diverse room. But yeah. the people she was meeting with to make her movie was still white women. Oh, yeah. Yep. They, white women are going to make the movie of a black woman, which mm-hmm. means Garcelle still has to do her best to appeal mm-hmm. to what makes them comfortable to get that check. Even if they say, girl, have that and do whatever you want. Make it the blackest experience that you want. Garcelle still has to fill out the room and do the extra work to make sure it's cool before she proceeds because she does it often. Not to mention, she has children who are passing very much so and are mixed. So Mm -hmm. there's a section of her having to perform at a certain level to where her kids understand that it is not a bad thing to be black and it's not a bad thing for them to look like their dad totally that is hard on a child no it is so she has to do that dance every day for them too and they have to see the different ways people treat their mom versus their dad totally like i I don't even want to get into what I've seen mixed children get in, uh, get get given to them when they're with their parent who looks more or his white or his passing versus the black one because mm-hmm. it is it's a conundrum. So again, Garcelle is doing the dance that she's been doing for a long time. She's accomplished in Hollywood. She don't owe this woman anything. She doesn't owe anybody anything. That's why she doesn't really give any of these women the, the major time of day because she's working. So I get it. But at the same time, Sutton, for the future, if you're ever listening to this, Read it's the room. okay read for other people the room. read the room. And it's okay for other people to have a different experience and a different take on what you said versus somebody else. And that doesn't have to mean that they don't like you. 
Exactly. Like what you said. It's got nothing to do with you. You want to make it about you so that you can deflect so that you don't have to be accountable for your own actions. And if anybody doesn't really understand what we're saying, let me put it to you this way. The reunion is the epitome of one person who does something that maybe one person doesn't like, but even if they resolve it, other people have an issue with the NHIM. See how that works? Yep. It's the same thing. So to which I say, good luck at the reunion if you can't handle this now. Thank you. Thank you. So, a nobody like me. She got the time and the energy. Mm. Anyway. Well, it's not a nobody if you represent uh, the hey, mass girl. amounts of people. I'm hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> I, please let people know where they can get more of all of you. And because I know they are looking to type it in right now where they can find you, where it is, all of the above. Yes, you can find me at The Bravo Breakdown on Instagram. And I just started a Patreon today. It's patreon.com slash The Bravo Breakdown. I post one Bravo Breakdown on my Instagram feed, which will start to be Potomac. So I will only be covering Potomac on my Instagram feed. And if you want to see me break down Beverly Hills or Roni, that will be on my Patreon. And it is $5 a month. You get an exclusive bonus video every single week. And it's at The Bravo break down of course it'll be linked in everything that you see in the description and on my instagram pages when i promote the episode um and as always you can find me anywhere you podcast mixing with Monty by just typing those words in and on instagram and twitter and now facebook i am on the facebook yes, there is a is. private group if you okay. there's a page so you're welcome to go look but there's also a private group where you can post whatever you want i love listening to all you guys tell me different things i it's like sometimes i'm like can i just send all these dms to each other because they're so on point you are the best audience the, the mixologists are the best people i've ever like seen like and i think that we will merge worlds very well i only bring people on here that i think will really get us as a group mm -hmm. and that we get each other. So mm -hmm. obviously you can find me on um, Facebook as well by typing and mixing with Moni. Scroll on down and you'll see the opportunity to join the Mixologists Mixer Facebook private group. I will add anyone as long as I know for a fact. You're not, if I don't already know you're problematic, then I won't add you. But everybody <laughs> else, come on in, bring all your stuff, your shades, your memes. There's always already a lot of good things going. And I can't wait to see where that goes. And of course, Instagram and Twitter at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. If it applies to you, which it should, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay home. Take care of yourselves, people. For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, Pop Culture, and so much more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. So you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening and rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye.